chance uh, before the game to talk a little bit there with Miller North coach Dave Cork. And he says, yeah, I said, is it, are you playing kind of like your record says you are? And he goes, yeah, just like uh, the old quote says, it is what we you know, say we are. And they said it's seven and eight. But they've lost a lot of close games. They've done a lot of shifting and moving around of the uh, players on their team. And then when we look at Carney's lineup for today, this is going to be a little bit different lineup than we've seen here, at least at Memorial Field. Uh, Coach Archer, as you will hear, uh, might be some of the same kids, but as far as position, where they're playing, this is Jackson Worley on the mound today for Carney. Uh, we'll have to see how it all plays out. Uh, errors have been the story, and when we talk with Coach Archer here in a moment, uh, that causes you a little bit of concern, maybe move some guys around, get somebody else behind the plate to move Mason Casper out into the field. Corbin Rich has moved back into the lineup now, uh, coming up from a freshman. And Chris, uh, you know, it, it's pretty simple. The games that Carney have lost, and even a couple that they have let teams back in, like Grand Island in the hack on on Friday, uh, errors have been uh, really the entire difference. He's gotten good pitching performance. The hitting's been good enough, but it flat out comes down to miscues in the field. Yeah, and I think, uh, like you said, I think they're at the point in the year where they're they're far enough along now. They're really just putting their finishing touches on and trying to figure out, you know, okay, maybe this guy he can hit a little bit, but we, right now we've got to get our best defensive lineup in there at, at some way, somehow, because we've been hitting the ball fine. We've been pitching the ball fine, but like you said, that Achilles heel has been their fielding, and Miller North comes in today, and like you said, a 7-8 and eight record, but you know when you're a metro school and you have the history that Miller North does, that's generally just because those big boys are beating up on each other. We will find out the starting lineup for today's game, and we are set for a 3 o'clock uh, first pitch here on ESPN 1460 and online at platriverpreps.com. We'll hear from the head coach, Brad Archer, when we return. Isn't it time you start treating your eyesight as the precious gift it is? Make your appointment at Optical Gallery in Kearney with one of the biggest frame selection, including names like Tom Ford, Mark Jacobs, Oakley, and Maui Jim. You will be seeing yourself in style. Open Monday through Friday with evening appointments available. Personal, professional, quality eye care. Optical Gallery will help you see the difference. Make an appointment today with Dr. Mandy Johnson. Optical Gallery on 39th Street in Kearney. Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home, and I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. Joined now by Carney baseball coach Brad Archer ahead of today's game with Millard North at Memorial Field. Beautiful day for baseball. And uh, coach, let's go back to the Heartland Athletic Conference tournament. You had to fight through a long, cold day on Friday, uh, but you got a couple of wins, probably coming off a disappointing game against Lincoln East that you had beaten. Uh, let's start there. Uh, I know errors are the one thing that have been uh, the difference between winning and losing for your team this year. Well, it has. We kind of feel like uh, we've kind of kids have put together a decent record, but there's some games out there that we uh, probably could have won if we could handle the ball a little bit better in the infield, both fielding and then making some routine throws. But uh, that's the game of baseball, and certainly errors are part of the game of baseball, and and, uh, that's just something that uh, we need to clean up and get a little better at. Well, everybody kind of got shook up that first day of the tournament, so you ended up playing the number one seed, Lincoln Southwest, and you really got off to a great start on Friday. Uh, tell us about uh, that and, and then the long game against Grand Island. 
Well, yeah, we did get off to a good start against uh, Southwest, and and uh, they made some mistakes. They walked a few people, and then uh, they committed a couple errors, uh, you know, like we have in the past here, and and uh, we were able to take advantage of that. Jumped out to a big lead, and and uh, Mason Casper uh, threw a nice game for us there, and we we. Uh, played well defensively in that game although we started off the game you know making two errors uh on the first two hitters so we're kind of thinking all right here we go again but uh kids kind of got their composure back and and uh, like you said that was that was a good win for us i think southwest was ranked second at the time and and maybe only had one loss and so uh, a quality win and then uh played grand island the second game and we jumped out to a big lead early but uh you know grand island uh fought back and and uh, i think they at one point in time had uh two swinging bunts in a row and then followed that with uh, four straight hits. So they uh, got themselves back in the game and, and uh, then we could not hold them off in the bottom of the seventh. I think we were up 11, nine going in the bottom of the seventh and, and uh, came out and walked the first two hitters. And, and again, when you do that, you're asking for trouble. So we were fortunate to uh, get away with the win there because uh, that sent the game into uh, extra innings. And so we ended up playing another uh, extra four innings and, and uh, Braden Miller came up in the top of the 11th and was able to uh, sneak one over the fence down the left field line, and, and uh, that ended up being the ball game there. Brad Archer's with us here as we get ready for Miller North. Sometimes you've had a long day like that. You can lose focus when you get into those extra innings, especially when it's not just the 8th, it goes to the ninth, the 10th. What did you think about the way the team battled there in those last four innings? Well, they did an excellent job, especially since we were the visitors. So you would you would like to uh, you know anytime you're in a situation, you like to score first, and and because uh, you know they still have an at bat. So our, our kids really uh, stayed focused in that situation. I thought our pitchers uh, uh, that came in relief for uh, Noah Carpenter, and Noah Carpenter had his second start ever for. Uh, you know, whether it be high school baseball or Carney Legion baseball, uh, and and did a did another great job. And then we brought in uh, Nolan Etherton and, and Gabe Hines came in and got us through a couple uh, innings. And in, uh, as far as the extra innings were concerned, and then we finished it off with uh, Chandler Welker. And, and Chandler uh, actually came in, I think, pitched in both games uh, on Friday and, and did a good job in that closing role. Well, today you've got uh, Miller North. Uh, what can you tell us about them, Coach? It looks like uh, maybe their ERA isn't as good as some of the teams you've faced, but maybe they hit the ball a little bit better. Yeah, Miller North is, uh, I believe they're sitting about 7-8 and eight right now, and obviously they play a, a quality schedule. But uh, as we look at uh, them, you know, it kind of looks like things are, are somewhat even as far as uh, the two teams are concerned. And, and it looks like we're going to have a great day for baseball, so uh, hopefully uh, we get out there and we compete well and, and uh, give ourselves a, a chance to win tonight. And Jackson still slated to get the start today? Uh, yeah, Jackson Worley will be our starting pitcher, and, and uh, we've got a number of games this week, so we're just trying to stay in rotation here as much as possible. Coach, with some of those defensive things that we've talked about, have you looked at changing the lineup at all? I know you got a lot of kids on this lineup, or is this just something that you work through? No, we've uh, we've adjusted our lineup a little bit here and there. I mean, uh, you know, the thing about the uh, – you know, some errors that we've had, you know, some of them been just throwing errors. We, we've fielded the ball, and, and those are just routine throws that you make every day, whether it's uh, pregame infield or practice or whatever. And so, uh, you know, it's just it's just a thing where you guys got to be more consistent there. They make those throws every day, and, and uh, we just got to make sure we're doing it when, when uh, you know, the time comes. But, uh, no, we've played some different kids. I think we've played three different uh, 
you know, third baseman. And, and uh, we gave uh, Lane Shires a start, uh, you know, on uh, Friday, the first game behind the plate as a catcher. So that allowed us to play a, another second baseman at second. So, no, we've been kind of rotating some kids around and, and seeing who can do what. But uh, then you also have to match that up with who you have on the mound and, and the batting order and all those type of things. So, uh, you know, it's it's just a thing that uh, hopefully, uh, you know, who, whomever's out there that uh, – we can, uh, you know, make some routine plays, and that's the biggest thing. We're, we're not talking about exceptional plays here. It's just been routine ground balls occasionally, or we fielded the ball and, and haven't been able to uh, finish off the routine throw. All right, Coach, I look forward to a great game today, and I know a long week, a lot of it on the road. Uh, we'll talk more about it uh, after the game. Best of luck. Thanks for the time. All right. Thank you, Doug. That's Brad Archer, head coach of the County Bearcats. We'll be back with the starting lineups and get you ready for today's game with Millard North right after this on ESPN. You already know that at Lanny Carlson Motors, we go the extra mile for you. And now we're going for extra bases, too. If we don't have what you're looking for, our convenient car finder tool will help us put you in the right car at the right price. Our prices can't be beat for cars as new as last year's models. And we even have financing available. So come on in and see my husband Lanny, Jerry, or Brandon in North Kearney across from Menards at 6110 2nd Avenue or online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. That's Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. Proudly supporting Carney High School Baseball. Don't just be a fan of your team. Be a full-blown fanatic at Fanatics. Conveniently located on the bricks, Fanatics is your home for pregame, postgame, or even a food-to-go order during the seventh-inning stretch. Fanatics is your home for the games you can't get to with over 30 HDTVs and everyone's favorite bullpen. Don't forget the famous wings, burgers, pizzas, and the best food and drink specials throughout the week. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney, and online at fanaticscarney.com. Go Kearney Baseball! And welcome back. Time now for a look at the uh, starting lineup for today's baseball game uh, from uh, Millard North and Kearney High. So glad to have you along with us here at Memorial Field on ESPN Radio. Let's go ahead and uh, start with the starting lineup here for the visitors, the Mustangs of Millard North. Batting first and playing shortstop, number 11, Alec Blakestead. Batting second, playing left field, number 19, Nathan Vermoss. Batting third, third base, second baseman, Drake Donahoe. In right field, batting fourth is number five, Ryan Mendez. In center field, batting fifth is number two, Matt Getzman. Batting sixth, number 13, the first baseman, Tommy Rowland. The designated hitter is Ben Weber. He'll bat seventh, wearing number eight. Batting eighth and playing second base is number six, Mark Geiger. And batting ninth and doing the catching for Millard North is number 12, Zach Johnson. The pitcher today for the Mustangs is going to be number 23, Jack Rickards. The head coach is Dave Cork. They are 7 and 8. For Carney High, batting first and playing second base is number 12, Lane Shires. Batting second in right field, number 21, Corbin Foster. Batting third at first base, number 36, Corbin Rich. The cleanup hitter playing third base today is number four, Mason Casper. Batting fifth and doing the catching is Braden Miller. On the mound and batting sixth is Jackson Worley. In left field, batting seventh is Sam Egberg. The shortstop batting eighth is Brant Grosskreitz, and the designated hitter batting ninth is Chandler Welker, playing center field today is Gabe Hines. Carney's 9-4, ranked 10th in Class A, coached by Brad Archer, his assistant coaches here at Carney High, Matt Connett and Peyton Pocock. Those are the starting lineups, and we'll get you ready for baseball right after this. 
Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding, and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney voted best of Kearney four years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. Man, Cooper, this is hard work. We should call Johnson Landscape. That's right, boys. Landscaping is hard work, and not to mention, most people just don't have the time. Don't worry, that's exactly why we're here. Johnson Landscape has been landscaping the Tri-City area for 20 years, and our professional staff knows how to do the job right and on time. As always, we offer landscaping, sprinkler systems, retaining walls, paver patios, and much more. Ooh, this landscaping is awesome. Good thing we called Johnson Landscape. Check us out on the web at johnsonlandscape.net. So glad to have you along with us for Carney Baseball today against Millard North on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation, KXPN, Carney, Amherst, and uh, our friends down the road at Gibbon, along with our friends online at PlatteRiverPrets.com. Our Carney Baseball brought to you in part by Biotest Plasma Center. Be a superhero, save lives, and get compensated. Home real estate, there's no place like home. And Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. Both teams are blue and white, but today Carney going to go ahead with the black tops and their white unis. One thing I noticed, Chris, and you know this from uh, playing your days at Legion Ball, Carney and Legion Ball always went with the t-shirts. Uh, they are more of a uh, obvious uh, uniform here at the high school level. A lot more this summer they go with the t-shirts. Do you think it makes any difference? Uh, you know, I prefer the t-shirt, but I I don't think it makes any difference per se, but it, I guess my thought process would be springs just a little bit more formal when it's you know advertised by the school so to speak i guess that would be my best guess as to why they do that and also it's not quite 100 degrees outside yes yet but definitely something interesting definitely something you notice as a player but i mean its impact is probably if anything nothing else in your head and even then i'm not sure it's something substantial well uh as we take a look at uh, the weather the temperature says it's 76 degrees this is probably the nicest of the 15 14 games that uh, carney has played so far the wind is out of the south between uh, 15 and 17 mile an hour but at least you don't have to talk about wind chill and uh, everything Friday. Friday they were worried about had to be warm enough by Big Ten standards so that they could play Heartland Athletic Tournament games, and that is not the case today. Carney will be on the road tomorrow as they go play a doubleheader, or it's going to actually be a single game that has been changed uh, down at Papillion La Vista. They're going to play a single game down there. Then they play a doubleheader beginning at 2 o'clock Thursday at Creighton Prep. Then they head up to Norfolk to play Norfolk and Omaha South on Saturday. They are back here next Tuesday to take on Bellevue East, but maybe the busiest week of the season, and it looks like maybe the weather will stay away, and they'll be able to get all those games in. We're ready to get it going. Alex Blakesten steps in as the shortstop. He'll lead it off, followed by Nathan Vermoss and Drake Donahoe. On the mound is Jackson Worley, and his first pitch of the afternoon will be taken just a touch on the upper edge of the strike zone for strike one. Jim Langan behind the plate and Kurt Schmidt on the bases here today. Murley's going to need a lot of that. It's very important for Carney with a long week ahead of themselves is going to keep that pitch count low and really getting out of here with quick innings. This one's going to sail high for ball one, so one and one on the leadoff batter here this afternoon. Jackson Worley taking to the mound, and Carney usually has a lot of their guys that like to work fast, and Worley, ooh, up over the head and bailing out of the way is Blakestead, so 
two and one, and that first strike was kind of borderline to begin with anyway. So let's see if Worley doesn't take too long to get settled in here. Jackson, the 2-1 pitch here to Blakestead. Wines, fires, and that's strike number two over the outside half. Right above the belt, two balls, two strikes. Blakestead hasn't moved the bat off his shoulder yet. It's 2-2 two and two. to the leadoff man here this afternoon. And the wind and the pitch is on the way. Fastball going to be popped up into right field. Camping under it is Corbin Foster. An easy play for the first out of the baseball game. And Worley, he's like kind of had his, had kind of had some tough luck with his pitching matchups of late. He got Miller to West last time. This time he gets Miller North. But he's certainly up to the challenge. But if, if you look back and maybe look at his ERA or some of his numbers, you definitely have to put a little adjustment there for the strength of his record and some of the competition he's pitched against. Well, he is... Uh pitched uh, four times this year and he's looking for some here as the uh, left-hander stands in Nathan Vermoss and he will take up and away for ball one Vermoss standing in Donahoe will be on deck again this is a pretty good hitting Millard North team uh, their ERA a little higher than they probably want but again at 4.5 for uh, high school baseball that's not bad either as we said they've lost a lot of close games as it's fouled back to the net. One ball, one strike. Uh, last time out, they were able to beat an Omaha Bryan team that hadn't won, and then before that, they lost to a team in Millard West that hadn't lost as this pitch is just away. Ball two, two and one, but they lost to Lincoln East six to five. They lost to Grand Island six to four. They lost to Millard West earlier this year at the Millard West Invite seven to six. That's the number one team in the state. Here's one right down Main Street for called strike two. So saw this last week with Hastings. Miller North very patient in there. Uh, Lake taking a look at some early pitches here. So 2-2. Worley trying to get the first two retired. And that is called strike three just over the outside corner. And two up, two down. That's a beautiful changeup there from Worley. He's, that's the pitch he's going to have to have against lefties today. He's kind of, on that first hitter, he's kind of going at him with a fastball, I think kind of trying to get some confidence built up, keep that pitch count low. But if he's got that off-speed pitch going in the form of a changeup, that, that's one of the toughest pitches to hit, especially at the high school level where you, where you just don't see a whole lot of guys like that. Most guys really prefer that fastball curveball. And so Worley now to face Donahoe, the third man in the inning. He'll take called strike one for Millard North. They have their final home game of the season tomorrow against Bellevue West. And then about six more in the Metro as the season progresses. Here's a big curveball that floats right in there for strike two. So it's 0-2 and Worley has been throwing a lot of called strikes here in the top of the first inning. One strike away from a Three up, three down. Donahoe trying to prevent that. Setting up outside the catcher, Braden Miller. Fastball is going to be pounded into right field. Foster drifting, drifting, has room, and makes the catch. So both balls that were put into play were fly outs to Donahoe. Three up, three down, and in the top of the first. No runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left on. We go to the bottom of the first. Miller North nothing. Carney coming to bat. You're listening to Bearcat Baseball on ESPN Radio. At Insurance Connection, we strive to make our clients feel like family. Looking for home, auto, life, or business insurance? We're here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is to help you realize your dreams by providing the protection and peace of mind to power life's journey. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene at 308-237-0914 or insconnect.net. Stop in at 2615 2nd Avenue. Proud supporters of Kearney Baseball. 
At Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses in Kearney, our experienced landscape designers will help you take your ideas and dreams for your property and turn them into reality. Unleash your property's full potential by letting our team professionally design, install, and maintain your residential or commercial landscapes. We can help you transform your yard and garden into the envy of the neighborhood. Visit them online at steinbrink.com or stop by and talk to the experts at 2010 30th Avenue. Steinbrink Landscaping, locally grown, locally owned, and a proud sponsor of Kearney. Carney High Baseball. Carney Baseball is brought to you in part by Biotest Plasma. How would you like to be compensated for becoming a superhero? Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Carney, is currently seeking superheroes. How do you become a superhero? By donating your life-saving plasma. Your plasma will be used to treat a variety of conditions, and when you become a plasma donor superhero, you're compensated for your time, up to $340 a month. Please visit us online at biotestplasma.com or stop by Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney. The Bike Shed in Kearney proudly supports Kearney High Baseball. Our staff has many years of experience and is ready to help you with all your cycling and fitness needs. We carry a full line of bikes, fitness equipment, parts and accessories, and provide service and repair. We assist professional to casual bike riders with bike parts knowledge, support, labor, and custom bike setups. If you'd like to talk to our specialists, call us at 308-234-BIKE or stop in at 1800 North 2nd Avenue. Get fit with help from the Bike Shed in Kearney. Online at headtotheshed.com. To the bottom of the first, Lane Shires, Corbin Foster, Corbin Rich. Uh, first pitch taken as a strike, then a ball. So it's one and one here in Rich. Now check swing down to first and no swing for Lane Shires. Shires doing a good job early on in the season. The leadoff batter here for Carney. He is ahead of the count 2-1, then takes a poke at one that's going to be lofted into a left center field. The left fielder, Nathan Vermas, easy play, and he'll haul it in. For the first out here in the bottom of the first inning. So far on the season, Shires was uh, leading things off. Had some good speed out there for Carney High. His batting average coming in to today's ball game right around 438. So Shires had really done a great job out there. Corbin Foster is uh, coming up next. He's batting about 250, but out of that left-handed batter's box. The swing is not going to be taken. Thought he was going to go on offer after that one, but it was low ball one. On the mound, Jack Ricketts here for... Millard North, just like the governor. This time it's poked down the left field line. This is going to be a chase for Vermas. He's going to the corner, but he's able to haul it in. The wind kind of pushing it that way, but not as much as we had last week when they were hosting Hastings. And so quickly, two up, two down here, and only four pitches have been thrown here by Jack Ricketts. This is a lot different than last week's first inning, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Carney put up nine in the first. He might get through four innings by the time that one inning took. And so stepping in will be the freshman, Corbin Rich, called up here just about a week and a half ago. The fastball is there for strike one. Both teams right now, but F7, F7 for Carney, and then for Hastings, F9, F9. So only the pitcher and one fielder in the, in the field of play have made it out so far. Here's the pitch fouled down the right field line and out of play. Our foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. Ricketts out there. On the mound for Millard North. Wheels and deals. That's going to be a ground ball to short. Two hopper picked up cleanly there by Blakestead. The throws of the dirt, and it's dropped. So Rich will be safe on the throwing air of the shortstop. It looked like it was going to be a quick, clean inning that lasted about 10 total minutes. Instead, reaching on the throwing air of the shortstop is Corbin Rich. And those are kind of the ones that kill you because you think you're about to get a 
fresh set of momentum going in to swing the bats with a quick one, two, three inning. And, and no offense to Corbin Rich, he's a darn good hitter, but he's not exactly somebody who threatens you running down the first baseline right there. The throw just got away from uh, Blakestead there. And the next batter is going to be ripping one into left field, but it's lined base and Casper right into the glove of Vermas. So Vermas is able to retire all three batters. No runs on no hits. There was one error and one man left on, and Carney was up there swinging. Millard North was looking at some pitches. And after one, we're scoreless. You're listening to High School Baseball on ESPN Radio. Starting a new construction or an existing renovation project can seem like a daunting task. A task best trusted to Duncan Tice Construction to design and coordinate virtually any residential or commercial project. Duncan Tice Construction features single source accountability, cost control, and faster completion. Make precision, professionalism, efficiency, and quality control part of your project. Find us at DuncanTiceConstruction.com. A proud sponsor of Carney Baseball in this broadcast. Great Western Bank and Kearney is a proud supporter of the Kearney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out! Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! Your home or business doesn't have a tarp during rain delays, so when you experience water damage, the only place to call is SeaTac Restoration in Kearney. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTac is here to get it right. Each member of the SeaTac team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTac is also your home for custom flooring, whether that be hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. Don't just foul off your restoration and flooring plans. Hit a home run with SeaTac at SeaTacRestoration.com. Well, after a quick top of the first inning, almost as quick a bottom of the first inning, let's go to the top of the second. We're scoreless here. Carney and Millard North and stepping in the leading hitter for Millard North, their right fielder, Ryan Mendez. The lefty takes a look at the first pitch and leans after it, chops it to Rich, who's going to be able to play it himself. One unassisted. And uh, we won't have to worry about pitch count at this rate for either team. Four up, four down here for Jackson Worley and Carney High. That'll bring up the center fielder, Matt Getzman. He'll be followed by the first baseman, Tommy Rowland, here in the top of the second. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit. Carney has a huge week coming up. I'm sure Millard North isn't lacking for games. So if these, these two coaches are certainly hoping for a complete game out of both these guys. And even still, you're still looking at using so many arms this week. Jackson Worley's pitch is going to be low and away for ball one to the center fielder, Matt Ketzman. Carney High playing today without Trey Rodriguez. He got plunked on Friday in the uh, second day of the Heartland Athletic Conference Tournament and still not ready to go, so he is not playing. Here's a bunt attempt that's going to be right out in front of the mound, off the mound. Worley throws to first, not in time. It is past the first baseman, but that's an infield hit, and what a great job of the second baseman, Lane Shires, to get over there and back up the play. Corbin Foster was there as well. That's going to be an infield hit on the bunt attempt for Matt Getzman. That was actually an incredible play there by Lane Shires. Kind of got lost in the action because it was way past him, but holy cow, to be able to stop that thing, I'd imagine now the batter or the runner kind of got knocked down, so maybe he couldn't have gotten to second, but nonetheless, Shire saved the potential of Miller North starting the or getting a runner on second here with one out. Another lefty and Tommy Rowland stands in there. Good lead over at first. Fastball swung on and missed for strike number one. Again, Braden Miller is doing the catching today. They put Casper over at third, as we said, with all these games scheduled this week. You've got six 
on the schedule. Today, one, one tomorrow, doubleheaders Thursday and Saturday, coming off that doubleheader Friday. And so the count now, 0-1-1 to Roland. Getzman gets a good lead over at first. The pitch called strike two, 0-2. Likes to work the outer half, and now let's see if Miller sets out even farther outside here on the 0-2 pitch. He was kind of working up in the zone earlier a little bit when we just started, but now he's kind of bared down. He's done a really good job of locating his changeup fastball and all the areas he wants. And the, recently, he's, he's been able to get away with it with some hard outs, but these 0-2 pitches got to be a little bit more careful on. Throw over to first just to make sure that Getzman didn't have any ideas of leaning and getting out of there so far on the season. Omaha North has picked up 27 stolen bases. Taking a long look over there again. Taking time, taking time. Getzman has three stolen bases, and here's one outside. Not a pitch out, but popping up to take that was Braden Miller. So again, Getzman with three stolen bases. Mendez, who was the first out of the inning, leads the team with seven stolen bases. Tommy Rowland also quick in the middle of the order. Uh, he is the man at the plate. He's got five stolen bases. One ball, two strikes to Rowland with the DH Ben Weber on deck. Man on first with one out here, top of the second. We're scoreless. Fastball is right back to the screen. The count remains 1-2. The foul ball is brought to you by Home Real Estate, our high school baseball on ESPN, brought to you in part by Moonlight Custom Screen Print and Embroidery. Everything's better by Moonlight and Duncan Tice Construction Building with confidence. Jackson Worley comes set again. Another 1-2 pitch outside. Ball two. That was a breaking ball that just kind of slipped out of his hand. 2-2. And every pitcher's been there before. You just... You get it out of your hand, and it slips out, but at least he's still in the count quite a bit, 2-2, as opposed to when you're throwing that 2-1 and then it's 3-1, you really think, and you go, hey, this might be a long day if I can't get this thing over and I'm behind in the count, but he's certainly got, he's still in an advantageous count, and he'll go to work here. Fastball, ooh, it goes right by the catcher. That's going to be a pass ball for Miller, and down to second base is going to be Matt Getzman, and that runs the count to 3-2, so it was 0-2, now it's 3-2, and we haven't had a solid base hit. This bunt single was the first hit of the ball game for either team by Getzman. Now he advances over to second, has a full count for the first baseman, Tommy Rowland, Ben Weber on deck. Mark Geiger would be next. So a 3-2 count, short lead away from second. Worley comes set, checks the runner once, checks the runner twice. Now brings it home, swung on and fouled back. So a good battle here between the number six hitter, Rowland, and Carney's starting pitcher, Jackson Worley, 2.33 ERA. Carney's pitchers have done a really good job so far this year on the mound. And again, that ERA, as we talked about in the pregame, uh, you would see him giving up runs, but a lot of unearned runs because of all the errors Carney has had in that losses and uh, even a couple of the wins. Nolan here, the longer this at-bat goes, he's going to be an advantage for a lot of reasons, but mainly it's just early enough in the game that I don't think they'll try a changeup with Worley. And it is going to be inside. It sailed in. Ball four. Good pitch. Just wasn't good enough. And a one-out walk here for Tommy Rowland. So runners at first and second with one out. And that will bring up the designated hitter, number eight, Ben Weber. And those are ones as, as pitchers when your coach is kind of coming up to you after the game and trying to figure out what you work on when you go through there. You don't really count those, per se, as just basic walks. I mean, you're really competing there. You're diving in. You just you got to get – you know, the batter sometimes does earn a walk, and right there, Roland fought off a lot of pitchers, and truthfully, he earned that walk in that last pitch, too. Like you just said, it wasn't even half bad, so really can't hang his hat too much on that. And Weber now stands in the first pitch. He's going to be up and in for ball number one. And Worley looks like he's a little more comfortable throwing out of the windup 
than the stretch here a couple of times. The wind is blowing out towards left, hitting just at a clip of 269 is Ben Weber. Two on, one out, top of the second. We're scoreless here between Carney and Miller North on ESPN Radio. Worley, the pitch. There's a good one just over the outside, but it's going to be called a ball. Ball 2-2-0, two, two oh, so didn't miss by much. That pitch had a ton of movement on it, too, a ton of depth. And there's another one there where the, the batter just able to, to stay off that. But, you know, a lot of times when you look back on that pitch, that's one that the batter swings over the top of and the dugout goes good job. And when he doesn't swing at it, you think, hey, don't get behind the count 2-0. Oh. So 2-0, and oh, runners on. First and second. Worley takes a little extra time. He might have to stop off the rubber. Nope, he's going to bring it, and it is strike one. Thought we were going to get a timeout there from the batter, Ben Weber, but he stood in there and took strike one. Looked like he was going to be taken all the way anyway as we're now to the bottom third of the order for Millard North. Two balls, one strike. And that's one thing Worley does have going for him here. He can still, Even if he were to not get this batter out, he still has the 8-9 due up, but certainly you want to make quick work of this and potentially get that 9-hole hitter up if you can get two quick outs here. Big hole over it short as they try to guard the runner and hold him close at second. Fastball outside, and now Worley having some trouble with the guys on base, and he is in danger of walking the bases loaded here. A bunt single, a walk, and now a 3-1 count to Ben Weber with Mark Geiger on deck for Millard North, who went in order in the top of the first but a little tougher deal here in the top of the second. And Worley with a 3-1 pitch. Brings it home, and that's going to be lifted to pretty deep left field. It's back. It's back. It's gone. It's a three-run home run. Ben Weber knew that he had to serve it up, and he laid back and knocked it over the left field wall. Probably didn't even need the aid of the wind, and Millard North is up 3 to nothing. And that's Ken, that kind of looks similar to what we saw last time from Worley. Just you know, he had some good innings going, or he had some good pitches to batters, and it's just one mistake or one ball that the hitter happens to get a hold of, and next thing you know, you're down three nothing. But yeah, I think, like you said, a little bit he got those runners on, and he kind of felt a little bit uncomfortable when he's having to check that runner at second and got behind in the count three one, and he didn't throw a changeup, but he did I think take a little bit off his fastball, and that was just enough for the hitter to see that thing and really put a good swing on it. So Braden Miller goes out and talks to his pitcher, Jackson Worley, and now they reset. you got the number eight and nine men up. Get back to work. Get out of the inning and uh, get your offense out there see what they can do. So Worley now to Mark Geiger, the second baseman for Miller North. He'll take a strike over the outside corner. Strike number one. And, you know, we talked about a little bit. You said that Miller North was 7-8 coming into this game. Well, when your seven-hole hitter can do that, you know that that team's probably a little bit better than their record shows. Another fastball that catches the zone. Strike number two. So when Worley comes across the middle of the plate, he's been going to the upper half of the strike zone. and He's been getting the uh, calls right now. He's been getting the benefit of that. Miller again set way up outside. The pitch comes in over the middle of the plate, but it's too high. Ball one. So one and two to Geiger. So nobody on, one out, but a three-run home run by Ben Weber. Three-nothing Miller North. Zach Johnson is on deck for the Mustangs. And the pitch from Worley. Strike three call. The second caught looking here at the ball game. And the second strikeout for Worley. So two outs and the catcher, number 12, Zach Johnson, strides to the plate here for Miller North. That's a huge out there, whether he knows it or not. I'm sure he's still maybe thinking a little bit about that home run. But to get back in the zone, get back and get get a quick out and do it all by yourself, that always feels good. And hopefully he can carry some momentum and have a lengthy outing this afternoon. Again, four of their last five defeats have been by either one or two run. And the first pitch is called strike one to Johnson. So... 0-1-1 the count. 
on the catcher. Worley working quickly, chases one up in the zone and fouls it back out of play. And it's 0-2 on Zach Johnson, our foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. So far, Zach Johnson batting just 200. That's why he's down there in the nine hole for Millard North. And again, quickly ahead of the count here. Worley winds, fires, chops it towards third. Casper on one hop, playing in. Fires to first. It's low, and there's an error. Couldn't dig it off the turf. The freshman, Corbin Rich, thought he had it, and it spun out of there, but you can't bounce it in the ground. And there is a first error of the ball game on Carney, allowing the number nine hitter, Zach Johnson, to reach. And it looks like they do quickly go to the pinch runner or courtesy runner, uh, if you will, here for Millard North. And that is going to be Jackson Slaughter. Number 14, Junior in there. So each team in error. Back to the top of the lineup. Alex Blakestead, the shortstop, flew out to right. Here he chops a soft one towards short. Playing deep is going to be Grosskreitz, and he can't get to it in time. Infield single, and on the play, rounding second and going into third. Safely under the tag is Zach Johnson. Well, it's the pinch runner, excuse me, uh, for uh, Millard North, and that is Jackson Slaughter. He was going all the way. It's an infield single advancing to third. I'm kind of snow. I shouldn't say snowballing on Carney because they're not throwing it around per se. Now, they had the one error, but that's kind of what happens. It's kind of karma when you make an error and you let the nine-hole hitter on base, and then the, the leadoff hitter, Jackson, really makes a great pitch. Uh, Blackstead get, or Blank, Blakestead gets jammed a little bit, and but it was a very tough play for Grosskreis, but definitely really doing his job on the mound. So the second infield single, and standing in Vermont, he'll take the fastball down the middle for strike one. He struck out looking in the first inning, but this is the eighth man sent to the plate now in the second after they went in order in the first. Still three to nothing. This is whether it's a huge inning or just one you can get out of. Worley's pitch, strike two, and going down to second base uncontested is going to be Blakestead. So 0-2, trying to get Vermas on strikes for the second time and get out of here. The three-run home run by Ben Weber, the distance difference, but now runners at second and third. Two outs, 3-0, Miller North, top of the second. Worley takes a long time looking in. And they might not even look at Blakestead here at second. They might just let him go and let Jackson concentrate on the batter because he had a little bit of... Or we can't, I mean, we can't be for sure, but it seemed like right when that runner got on second, he kind of struggled a little bit with the command of it a little bit more. So they might just let him take a little bit bigger lead with two outs here. All right, the 0-2 pitch coming up for Vermas. Whirly, wheels, deals, curveball, stayed high. Boy, he had some good movement, but that one just didn't break for him. One ball and two strikes to Vermas. If he keeps the inning going, then Donahoe is up next. So far, Vermas. Batting right at 300 for Millard North. Got an RBI opportunity right here. The 1-2 pitch with two outs. Fastball bounced, and Miller slid over to keep it from going to the backstop. Two balls, two strikes, and again, you find that case. Get ahead in the count. Fastball is thrown away, and you throw off speed and try to get him to chase. Now what will Worley do? They call from the dugout. Every pitch called from over there. Two balls, two strikes. Two on, two out. Well, if he can get a changeup by him here, he I think he could do it just because he's thrown two off-speed pitches for balls already. I'd imagine Vermas is sitting dead red on a fastball here, 2-2. And the 2-2 pitch is a fastball that's away, and the count is full. So, again, we have seen a couple of times where Worley has gotten ahead of the count, 0-2, 1-2, and then finds himself down now, three balls, two strikes, two outs. To the left fielder, Nathan Vermas, who made all three outs in the field in the bottom of the first. Waving the bat and waiting. Worley toes the rubber. 
And the 3-2 pitch. Fastball poked foul. Behind that fastball. Brought to you by Home Real Estate. So out there at third, the courtesy runner, Jackson Slaughter. Standing at second is the leadoff man in the order, Alec Blakestead. And we'll do the 3-2 again. You wonder if off-speed's even in the arsenal here. I mean, he's kind of struggled with it ahead in the count, but this is such a crucial moment in the game that Vermont's such a good hitter, you might not just be able to throw him a fastball down the middle. Fastball inside. Miller tried to frame it, but he just missed. And it's ball four, and the bases are now loaded here in the top of the second inning. Vermont's at first, Blakestead at second. The courtesy runner, Jackson Slaughter at third. Drake Donahoe, who flew out on an 0-2 pitch to right field in the First inning to end it. Now the ninth man to come to the plate here in the top of the second. No visit to the mound either as Worley brings it home. Chopped towards short. Grosskreitz on a second hop. Shuffles it over to second. Shire steps on the bag. And Carney is able to get out of the inning. A big, big way to get out of this inning. But nine men come to the plate. The fewest guys that can score when you do that is three. And that's exactly what happened here. There were three runs managed in this inning. The big three-run home run. We had three hits. We had one error and three men left on. We go to the bottom of the second. Millard North three. Cardi nothing on ESPN Radio. At Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses in Kearney, our experienced landscape designers will help you take your ideas and dreams for your property and turn them into reality. Unleash your property's full potential by letting our team professionally design, install, and maintain your residential or commercial landscapes. We can help you transform your yard and garden into the envy of the neighborhood. Visit them online at steinbrink.com or stop by and talk to the experts at 2010 30th Avenue. Steinbrink Landscaping, locally grown, locally owned, and a proud sponsor of Kearney high baseball isn't it time you start treating your eyesight as the precious gift it is make your appointment at optical gallery in Kearney with one of the biggest frame selection including names like tom ford mark jacobs oakley and maui jim you will be seeing yourself in style open monday through friday with evening appointments available personal professional quality eye care optical gallery we'll help you see the difference make an appointment today with dr mandy johnson optical gallery on 39th street in Kearney. You already know that at Lanny Carlson Motors, we go the extra mile for you. And now we're going for extra bases, too. If we don't have what you're looking for, our convenient car finder tool will help us put you in the right car at the right price. Our prices can't be beat for cars as new as last year's models. And we even have financing available. So come on in and see my husband, Lanny, Jerry, or Brandon in North Kearney across from Menards at 6110 2nd Avenue or online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. That's Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. Proudly supporting Carney High School Baseball. Braden Miller at the plate to start the bottom of the second, takes the first pitch fastball for strike one as Jack Ricketts, the pitcher, leading the way here for Miller North, throws a breaking ball, curveball upstairs for ball one. One and one. Next pitch is rifled down the right field line, but it's tailing foul. Stays in the field to play, but lands in the bullpen. So one and two to Braden Miller. He's doing the catching today for Carney High. Bearcats looking for their first hit of the game. They reached on an air. Was their only base runner in the first? Here's one that's away for ball number two. Both pitchers working quickly. Now, Worley didn't work near as quick when he had runners on, but no time uh, being killed here by Jack Ricketts. The 2-2 pitch, time call before he can get it. And the umpire just wanted to make sure they had the right count on the board. So it's two balls, two strikes. 
Leadoff hitter Braden Miller here in the second. Jackson Worley and Sam Engberg will be next. And a check swing that he went around on for strike three. Miller knew it. It was high and inside the way it tailed in on him, but a good pitch by Ricketts. And he'll record his first strike out of the ball game. And Ricketts got a pretty good fastball. Nice little loose arm. Not the tallest guy in the world. Not the biggest guy in the world, but he kind of flies out of his arm in that three-fourth quarter arm slot. And right now, Carney, they just got to get a runner on. And with his tempo, maybe he kind of struggles when he has to slow down a little bit and hold runners. So Jackson Worley will stand in there and take strike one. Usually, Coach Archer likes the DH for his pitcher. That is not the case here today as Worley stands in there and almost got plunked, but it stayed in. Mason Casper would have wore that one, but but, uh, Worley just kind of stood there and it didn't continue to come inside. It just stayed there for ball one. So one and one to Worley with Engberg on deck. And this one's high for ball two on a fastball. Engberg, who we have only seen in a pinch runner or courtesy runner role, uh, getting the start in left field today. Again, Trey Rodriguez, your normal starting center fielder, out after being hit by a pitch Friday. Fastball behind it and fouled out of play there by Worley. Our fastballs brought to you, or our foul balls brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. Also, a big thank you to the Bike Shed. Head to the Shed, a sponsor of Carney High Baseball here on ESPN 1460. The 2 2 pitch swung on and fouled back. Chris, uh, I. Some pitchers don't like to work fast, uh, but when you do work this fast, Carney's got to get out of the box a little bit. They've got to slow him down, even though it's only the second inning. Yeah, there's really two schools of thought. It's either you get in there and you're ready the entire time, or like you said, you try to call time. 2-2 pitch again. Ricketts through the wickets of the uh, catcher, so it's low, ball three. And a full count here to uh, Jackson Worley doing the pitching. In fact... This is only the second time he didn't even get to a two-ball count on anybody in the first inning. So the 3-2 pitch. Ooh, that clunked him. Clunked him good on the left shoulder. I thought first we were going to hear a little helmet noise, and he never had a chance to get out of that one. He was thumped up there, and now I think we're going to get that courtesy runner for the pitcher. And that'll be Seth Stroh. Stroh, who's got a powerful bat, just his average not where Carney wants it right now. He is only batting 125, and so... Not in the offensive uh, starting lineup, but he's going to go out there and run for Jackson Worley, who is hit by the pitch. We'll see what Carney can do here, finally getting Ricketts out of that full windup. And I'm not sure it's even the windup that's the issue. It's just the fact that he can work so extremely fast. Now he's got to come set and do all of that, and we'll see if he kind of struggles with that a little bit. Standing in there in a check swing foul ball for Sam Egberg. Ricketts has got a little power behind his fastball. He's bringing some heat. Yeah, and like we said a little bit, he's kind of short, not exactly the – not a guy you look at and stereotype and say, hey, that guy probably throws super hard, but he has a very electric live arm, and he's kind of worked that fastball well in on the hands of Carney hitters. Oh, one pitch up and in for ball one. One and one to Sam Egberg. The shortstop, Brant Grosskreintz, awaits on deck. If Carney can get an inning going, then it would be the designated hitter, Chandler Welker, in that spot today. Stroh, he's got a big lead over there at first base. Let's see if they finally throw over. Nope, swung on and missed. Strike two. And Engberg down on the count, one, two. And if I'm Ricketts, I don't even get away from this stuff. He is uh, showing his fastball is better than the swings here so far of Carney High. One, two. Stroh even a bigger lead. Stays outside. Ball two. I think we just Did got we a get block. a time? Oh, we got, we got a, a block. Yeah, I was 
I was about to comment, he's been just rolling through his stretch, and, you know, umpires will kind of let that go once and maybe say something, but he's kind of been rolling through that the entire time, and I think it is because he wants to work so fast and he wants to get such a tempo. So, and not only that, maybe now if he thinks about it a little bit, it'll hurt him when he's trying to throw some strikes and concentrate because he can't go at the rhythm he's used to. So the one-two pitch is a high fastball, swung on and missed by Engberg, so... Down on strikes, the second strikeout here of the inning for Jackson, or excuse me, for Jack Ricketts. Jackson Worley got hit by a pitch. Sestro running for him is at second. That brings up the shortstop, Brant Grosskreitz, for Carney. Getting a base hit to get on the board. They trail 3 0 here in the second after a three run home run at the top of the first. Up and in, and Ricketts not afraid to bring the ball inside here on Carney. Yeah, he's worked that inner part of the plate. He really trusts his fastball. He's got a little bit of tail on that thing as well. So he kind of – pitchers who work really fast and normally are guys who don't really give a crap about anything. Generally, I've learned to know, and that seems like it fits Ricketts. Swung on and hit into right field. Camping under it here is Ryan Mendez, and he'll haul it in. So Brant Grosskreitz flies out to right, and Carney is still looking for their first hit of the ball game. No runs, no hits. There was – no errors. A man left on after being hit by the pitch. We go to the top of the third. It is Miller North 3, Carney nothing. You're listening to Bearcat Baseball on ESPN Radio. Starting a new construction or an existing renovation project can seem like a daunting task. A task best trusted to Duncan Tice Construction to design and coordinate virtually any residential or commercial project. Duncan Tice Construction features single source accountability, cost control, and faster completion. Make precision, professionalism, efficiency, and quality control part of your project. Find us at DuncanTiceConstruction.com. A proud sponsor of Carney Baseball in this broadcast. Your home or business doesn't have a tarp during rain delays, so when you experience water damage, the only place to call is SeaTac Restoration in Kearney. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTac is here to get it right. Each member of the SeaTac team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTac is also your home for custom flooring, whether that be hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. Don't just foul off your restoration and flooring plans. Hit a home run with SeaTac at SeaTacRestoration.com. Man, Cooper, this is hard work. We should call Johnson Landscape. That's right, boys. Landscaping is hard work, and not to mention, most people just don't have the time. Don't worry, that's exactly why we're here. Johnson Landscape has been landscaping the Tri-City area for 20 years, and our professional staff knows how to do the job right and on time. As always, we offer landscaping, sprinkler systems, retaining walls, paver patios, and much more. Ooh, this landscaping is awesome. Good thing we called Johnson Landscape. Check us out on the web at johnsonlandscape.net. Well, Ryan Mendez started the second. He's starting the third here as the leadoff hitter in the four slot uh, for Millard North. He chopped to the first baseman unassisted. And here, working quickly, Worley has just thrown in ball three. So it is and 3-0 to Ryan Mendez, then Matt Getzman, and Tommy Rowland. 3-0 top of the third, Millard North on a three-run home run by Ben Weber. That was pretty much a no-doubter. And the 3-0 pitch called strike one, 3-1. and one. So Worley went right through it, uh, one, two, three in the first, and then ran into some trouble once the bunt single gave him some trouble in the second and put a man on. Three, one, inside, ball four, and so a walk. That is the third walk now for Jackson Worley. 
I'm really not usually a guy. I'm, I'm not trying to say he's got pinpoint Greg Maddox-type command, but he's a guy normally, you know, if he gives you five innings, he might walk two or three guys. But today he's kind of struggled within that department a little bit, issuing three walks early on. And one thing that does, not only does that give Miller North base runners, which leads to runs, which is just a typical, I mean, an obvious statement, but then you, you're more concerned about throwing off speed early in the count because you're scared he's going to get behind. And the pitch taken right down the middle for strike one by Matt Ketzman. Now, Ryan Mendez, not only the leading hitter, but he is the leading base stealer on this ball club. Getzman had the bunt single and came around to score. He has a wide open stance, and then he'll close that when the pitch is made. And it's going to be in there for strike two. 0 oh 2 to Matt Getzman, the center fielder here for Miller North. North coming in with a record of 7 and 8. But out of those eight losses, about five of them, it looks like, are by either one or two runs. Mason Casper was playing pretty far in for two strikes here, I think, at third base. And this one just up and away, ball one. As a pitcher, I always preferred to, I'd rather have my infielder, if they can't come and get a short hopper or whatever, then whatever, give the batter the hit, even though it's not necessarily earned. But I'd rather have my fielders back as far as they possibly could. But maybe there's a report on him that he makes a lot of weak contact with those ground balls. He is even with the bag at third. One-two pitch outside, and it's two balls and two strikes, and Worley just doesn't look comfortable as he steps through on the follow-through there like he didn't plant that trail leg like he wanted to. And again, falling behind in the count or getting ahead of the count and then uh, just not able to finish it quickly in the second and so far the third. Two-two pitch is fouled straight back. Foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. And we've seen a lot of that here in the first two innings plus from Millard North. Uh, they have... Hit a lot of foul balls that have not left the yard, just went straight back to the screen. And that's been part of the issue with, or I shouldn't say issue, but we, that's kind of what's led to them having kind of this outburst here with three runs early on is, I mean, Worley's been making some good pitches late in the count, but they've just been able to foul them off and keep alive and either work a walk or a hit. And fouled away again. And to tell you the truth, uh, three hits, only the home run left the infield. They had two infield hits, including the bunt single in the uh, second inning. 3 nothing, Millard North. And even there on that foul ball, I mean, that what, what can you do as a pitcher? I mean, that pitch is good four inches off the plate and up up upstairs, and he's still able to foul that off. Hasn't located the breaking ball for many strikes. Most of them have been out of the strike zone. He's still throw over to first to keep Mendez honest. So I suppose if you can start dropping a big hook in there uh, or get an off speed across the plate, that will change things up here because they're fouling off fastball after fastball. Two balls, two strikes. Man on first, nobody out. Three nothing. Miller North, top of the third. Worley brings it home, and that's going to be popped into the air into short center field. Shortstop out, center fielder Gabe Hines in. He's got all day as it carried out there a little farther, and he makes the catch. So Getzman flies out to center for the first out of the inning, and that'll bring up the first baseman, number 13, Tommy Rowland. He walked and scored on the home run last inning. And yeah, like, like you said with that curveball earlier, it's a good job there by Worley to battle him getting out early on in this inning, but your curveball, there's so many reasons your curveball helps you, but maybe the biggest one is it just makes your fastball that much better. The hitters can't sit on that thing, and next thing you know, you're throwing at your fastball at the same speed, but the the hitter's reaction, they're just way behind on it because they have to actually be prepared for some of those off-speed pitches. Worley's first pitch is just a touch high, ball one. Tried that top of the strike zone across the middle of the plate, and that time was a little too high. Ben Weber, the man with the three-run home run, is waiting on deck right now for Millard North. 
here in the top of the third. Early start today, 3 o'clock. Glad you're with us here on ESPN Radio. Here's a fastball called strike. That was a beauty. Those are the ones that had just been missing into the left-handed hitters. That got the inner third. That had a lot of white there. Just taken for strike number one, Tommy Rowland. That's normally a comfortable pitch for a righty, actually, lefty on inside, because you're just so used to when a righty's up there pounding the outside corner, and that's that exact same pitch you throw when you're facing a left-hander. And the 1-1 pitch, fouled back, strike two. One and two to Roland. Weber on deck, Mendez down at first, with one out here in the top of the third inning. Also have Hastings College Baseball right now that is airing on 1230 AM KHAS. It seemed like they had kind of gotten their offense going, and then they were shut out a doubleheader by Dakota Wesleyan yesterday, and they are playing them again right now in game one of that doubleheader. And the pitch swung on and missed. Strike number three for Tommy Rowland, and that is out number two, and that'll be the third strikeout of the ball game for Jackson Worley, the designated hitter Ben Weber again. It was a two-on, three-one. He sat on a fastball, and that's what Worley gave him right down the middle. It was batting practice. Yeah, so you, you wonder here if you're going to see some more off-speed. Now, Jackson hasn't – he's normally got a capable curveball on off-speed changeup, but it hasn't been the case today. But we'll see today if he or on this at-bat if he gives him a little off-speed. And he does, and it sails away and outside for ball one. Well, over at the Hastings College game, of course, they're scheduled to play seven, and it's 2-2 in the bottom of the seventh. Dakota Wesleyan is the home team, even though they're playing at Duncan Field and Hastings. They were supposed to play at home, but the weather got them here. The 1-0 pitch now, Weber. Fastball, big swing, but went through it. Strike one, one and one. And Morley's gotten a lot more swing and misses this inning as opposed to what he had earlier. And that's that generally is the I mean, the, the if you look at the repertoire, the hierarchy of what you want as a pitcher, number one is throwing strikes. But number two is being able to get some swings and misses by yourself because nobody else can help you with that department. Weber hitting 269. That was his second home run of the year. Here's the pitch grounded towards short right at Grosskreit scoops to second. And that'll be the end of the top of the third as Shires is able to haul it in. So. Weber on on the fielder's choice, but they're able to force Mendez out 6-4. And here in the third inning, no runs on no hits, no errors. One man left on via the walk. We go to the bottom of the third. It's Millard North 3, Carney nothing. You're listening to Bearcat Basketball Baseball on ESPN Radio. Carney Baseball is brought to you in part by Biotest Plasma. How would you like to be compensated for becoming a superhero? Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney, is currently seeking superheroes. How do you become a superhero? By donating your life-saving plasma. Your plasma will be used to treat a variety of conditions, and when you become a plasma donor superhero, you're compensated for your time, up to $340 a month. Please visit us online at biotestplasma.com or stop by Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney. The Bike Shed in Kearney proudly supports Kearney High Baseball. Our staff has many years of experience and is ready to help you with all your cycling and fitness needs. We carry a full line of bikes, fitness equipment, parts and accessories, and provide service and repair. We assist professional to casual bike riders with bike parts knowledge, support, labor, and custom bike setups. If you'd like to talk to our specialists, call us at 308-234-BIKE or stop in at 1800 North 2nd Avenue. Get fit with help from the Bike Shed in Kearney. Online at headtothesshed.com. 
At Insurance Connection, we strive to make our clients feel like family. Looking for home, auto, life, or business insurance? We're here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is to help you realize your dreams by providing the protection and peace of mind to power life's journey. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene at 308-237-0914 or insconnect.net. Stop in at 2615 2nd Avenue. Proud supporters of Kearney Baseball. Well, stepping in there for Carney is going to be the designated hitter, Chandler Welker, and he is going to go down on three pitches. Not taking long to get this inning going. He took the first two and then swung on one in the inner half. So uh, three pitches in the first out here. Carney, no hits for any of the uh, starters here the first time through the lineup. Back up top lane, Shires flew out to left in the first inning. Carney's got it. They've just, at this point, if you're Carney, you got to cheat to that fastball. But make Ricketts try to throw something else in the zone besides that fastball. Well, here's one that sails over the head of Shires for ball one. Again, Carney has got a man on via the air and via a hit by pitch, but has not really threatened so far in the ball game here with one out in the bottom of the third. Fastball chopped towards the hole, and it's going to be into left field, the first base hit of the ball game for Lane Shires. And now Carney High a chance to get something going here at the top of the order. Right fielder Corbin Foster, he also flew out to left in the first inning. That's what you like to see. I really like that. Obviously, whenever you get a hit, you always like that idea. But just to pull that ball, it just shows you're, you're really ready for that fastball. You're waiting for it. And it, you know what? If, if Ricketts right now, if he throws you a curveball in there for a strike, tip your hat. But for the most part, and I'm sure Ricketts got a capable curveball, but he hasn't had to use it really, really much thus far today. So stepping in, Corbin Foster, the lefty, will take it outside. For ball number one. Lane Shires on the season. Two stolen bases. So not a whole lot of attempts out there. Carney hasn't stolen hardly any bases so far this year. Out of the stretch. Rickett throws it high. And it's ball two. Two and oh. Three nothing. Millard North on a three run home run. In the second inning, off the bat of the designated hitter, Ben Weber. And they left the bases loaded as they batted around to the second. Carney, a base runner in each inning, but this the first hit. And here's one ripped into the hole in the right field. Let's see if Shires can turn the corner and get to third. They're going to hold him up. That's the right play because the right fielder, Ryan Mendez, right up with it and fired it in. So back-to-back base hits. And Corbin Foster will be at first with Shires at second and now. Corbin Rich in there. Again, they brought this freshman up a couple of weeks ago, and they have put him right in there. He's not batting eighth or ninth. They're putting him in there, and here's a kid that if he gets a hold of a fastball, could tie it in a hurry. Yeah, and Ricketts right now, he's, he might start him off with some off-speed here because his last two fastballs that have been put in play, they've been hit pretty hard by Carney ground balls that squeaked through. So Rich stands in, and Ricketts pitch is going to be away. Ball one, nice job there by Zach Johnson. Kind of does the splits out there and gets the job done. And they need him to kill the music up here. Forgot to shut off the walk-up music. So get him to do that, just like basketball. Band has to stop, or the music has to stop when uh, it's time for play. 1-0 to Corbin Rich. Two on, one out. The pitch. Strike one. One of those where Rickett didn't put it where he was supposed to. It was supposed to be over the outside half. The ball came back in, but it was a strike. So the catcher, Johnson, had to lean back. 3-0 Millard North. Bottom of the third. One pitch. Up and in, just missed, ball two, two and one. And again, Ricketts working quickly out there. He gets the ball back. He's set before the batter is. Rich with that back foot on the back of the batter's box, trying to get a big inning going or just an inning going for Carney. 2-1, swung on and fouled out of play 
right field side. Foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. So it's two balls, two strikes. Mason Casper, the cleanup hitter, is on deck. You know, Millard North must have just Johnson, number 12, behind the dish. He must be a really capable catcher because even though this uh, Ricketts isn't really looking at the runners all that well, they're still staying put. And the 2-2 pitch just missed outside. Rich even had his knees buckle there a little bit. It was close, but getting the home call, it's full, 3-2. and two. That was that changeup, and again, we haven't seen that all day, but I'd imagine here Ricketts bring a fastball. Good pitch for Rich to swing at. And he grounds it towards second. It will not be enough for a double play, but the scoop is made. Rich is not all that fast, and so Geiger throws to Roland, although the runners advance. Corbin Rich will be out on the 4-3 putout. So two runners in scoring position for the cleanup man, Mason Casper, who pounded it to left field, but right at Nathan Vermas to end the first inning. That was a tremendous play there by Geiger. I mean, I've watched a lot of games here with high school level, even college level. That ball gets through a lot of the time. So if you're Geiger, you definitely helped out uh, your pitcher there, Ricketts, to maintain and keep to prevent the bases from getting loaded and potentially having that runner from third come across and score there. So Casper, leading the nation in hit-by-pitches over his career, stands in there. He doesn't want to get hit by a pitch this time, although it's a fastball in and called strike. That one just on a hold-up there. Thought that Casper let it go. Of course, Casper crowds the plate, so if it looks like it's inside, that doesn't necessarily mean it's so because Casper stands right on the plate. That's why he gets plunked so much. The 0-1 pitch, swung on and chopped towards short again. Pick up and throw over to first on the money, and that will end the third inning. So Casper grounds out to short, and Carney gets their first two base hits of the ball game, but they leave them on. No runs, two hits, no errors, two men left on. We're through three. High school baseball on ESPN. It's Millard North three, and Carney nothing. Play ball. Great Western Bank and Carney is a proud supporter of the Carney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out! Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking. Offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! Starting a new construction or an existing renovation project can seem like a daunting task. A task best trusted to Duncan Tice Construction to design and coordinate virtually any residential or commercial project. Duncan Tice Construction features single source accountability, cost control, and faster completion. Make precision, professionalism, efficiency, and quality control part of your project. Find us at DuncanTiceConstruction.com. A proud sponsor of Carney Baseball in this broadcast. Millard North 3, Carney nothing as we go to the top of the fourth. Again, it was a big second inning for Millard North. Three runs, three hits. Two of those were infield hits. Carney had an error but a three-run home run by Ben Weber. The offense here in this baseball game, and it will be numbers 8, 9, and 1. Mark Geiger, who made a nice play at second base here to uh, thwart a run, will stand in there, and he will pop one up into a shallow left center. Everybody making chase, and it's going to drop. So Geiger, get a little Texas leaguer out there into left center, off the end of the bat, and that'll be the fourth hit of the baseball game here for Millard North. So the leadoff man aboard, Zach Johnson, now comes to the plate. He reached on an error and then was one of the three men stranded after Weber 
got the home run. Geiger struck out, so there was nobody on two outs, but then an error, a single, and a walk. That infield single loaded it up again before Carney forced the ground out with the bases loaded. Jackson Worley has went the distance. He's here in the top of the fourth. And Zach Johnson squares to bunt, whiffed at it. Strike one, the number nine man in the order. I had a feeling that was coming, so it looks like Miller North right now, they they kind of want to just get anything they can. They want that those guarantee, that guaranteed run, per se, if they can get it, as opposed to trying to play for a big inning here. They feel pretty comfortable here with uh, Ricketts on the mound and a 3 nothing lead. They just want to try to make it 4 nothing as opposed to go for 3-4 runs this inning. The 0-1 pitch to Johnson. Squares again, bunts it in the air, and it's going to be foul as Mason Casper will scoop it up once it gets over there. So it's 0-2. Casper playing inside the bag at third. Everybody else playing straight up. Now, let's see what head coach Dave Cork wants to do here for Millard North. About the only time you see an 0-2 bunt is in a situation like this. Your 8 or 9 batter up there, where you think the odds are even better. Casper playing about a step inside the bag at third. 0-2 pitch here. Worley comes set. And he's going to turn and throw to first just to see if the batter Johnson would square around to bunt, which he did not. Geiger easily back in there. He does not have much of a lead. Alec Blakestead is waiting on deck. 3-0, Millard North, top of the fourth here at Kearney. Memorial Field, the wind's picking up a little bit. And the pitch outside, 1-2. and two. I don't think Worley's thrown an 0-2 strike yet. And he did not there. One ball, two strikes. Yeah, and sometimes you don't want to use your, you don't want to waste a pitch to that extent. That's kind of what's got him in trouble a little bit with that fastball. Is he's been kind of scared to put it in the zone 0-2, and I, I don't think you ever want a fastball in the zone per se, unless if you can really run a two seamer by somebody. But you want to at least make it uh, something that can change the hitter's eye angle, or uh, I like to just call it a pitch that you know has some usage to it, has some effectiveness beyond just you know being wasted per se. So one two, and the pitch outside again, ball two. So Zach Johnson now evens the count out after missing on two bunt attempts, two balls, two strikes. Got Geiger over there after singling the lead off this inning. And here's one that's pounded into right center field, and that's going to find the gap. That's extra bases for the number nine hitter, Johnson. The center fielder, Gabe Hines, runs it down. They're going to send him home. It's bobbled by the cutoff, and you've got an RBI double. Zach Johnson... And it's four to nothing, Millard North. And that bottom of the order, order for Millard North now, I believe they're three for six, and they've reached on there. They've got a double, a homer, and a single. So that's kind of been the Achilles heel for Carney. I believe they've got then they've got all four RBIs. So that was a situation there. If you're Carney, you got a guy bunting that he gets down two strikes. You think he might even bunt with two strikes on him, and next thing you know, he's putting one in the gap in right center. So that's just a killer if you're Jackson Worley and Carney. So standing in there, Alec Blakestead flown out in an infield single. Chopped the deep shortstop the last time up. Worley again. Just takes a lot of time with the runner on. There's a bunt dropped right in front of the plate. The catcher Miller's out. Got it. Throws to first for out number two. Casper was cheating in a little on third. I was wondering if they would do that because that's only the first out of the inning. So you move the next runner or the fifth runner, fifth run possibly over to third on the sacrifice bunt by Blakestead. This is one of those situations here if you're calling it. This is a huge – this is where pitchers 
usually they come out of the bullpen per se, but now with one out runner on third, you need a strikeout here to try to avoid uh, any effective way of Miller North scoring. Vermas, first pitch he sees, singles into right field, and it's five to nothing. There is some activity going on in the Carney bullpen, just starting to warm up. And Vermas now one for two. He struck out, walked, and now has singled in, drives in a run. So it is five to nothing, Millard North here. And again, Carney High hasn't found themselves down at home like this, even Millard West. Even after the first inning that they had against Millard West, Carney got right back in it. So here comes Drake Donahoe, and that is going to be golfed down the right field line and coming over, making the dive off the tip of the glove is Corbin Foster, and it will fall to the ground for a foul ball. Great effort over there by Foster. I thought he might get to it. He laid out. It just wouldn't stay in that glove after he hit the ground. Strike one. He covered a ton of ground there because he got a right-handed hitter up, so you know he's not going to be shaded on the line. And he got almost all the way to that bullpen over there on that visitor side of the dugout. So tremendous effort there by Corbin Foster. So Vermas standing at first. Donahoe down on the count, 0-1. Jackson Worley trying to get a ground ball here. He's got a couple. They just found their way into the outfield, and there's called strike two. 0-2. Millard North was pretty patient the first time through the lineup. Now they've been a little bit more aggressive here. If I was really here, I'd throw a curveball about as hard as I could. I just think that's better right now than trying to throw that fastball six or two, three feet outside. 0-2 pitch. That's what he does. It's grounded towards shorts. Grosskites has it over to second, and he makes a wild throw, and everybody's safe. E6. And these are the things that we talked about in the pregame with Coach Brad Archer. Safe on a fielder's choice is Donahoe. Safe at second on the air is Vermas. That'll be the second Carney air of the ball game. And so now first and second with one out. Down five to nothing is Carney, and that brings up the cleanup hitter and the leading hitter on this Millard North Mustang team, the right fielder, Ryan Mendez. So you might get two, you get none, and the best hitter on the team steps up. That is not the scenario you want if you're Coach Brad Archer or anybody else wearing black and blue. Curveball, no. Ball one. And Miller there just got to squeeze that, I think, a little bit more and try to frame that thing. But, I, you know, you feel for Worley there because he really did a good job executing that pitch to the 3 0 hit, hitter for Miller North. Perfect uh, ground ball, double play ball, and it just wasn't quite executed behind him. But he didn't blame his teammates or anything. Got right back on there and made a good pitch. The 1 0 pitch, fastball sails away. And again, there has not been a trip to the mound to talk to Jackson Worley. Some of it is because he's done his job. And it's 2-0. Matt Ketzman on deck. The cleanup hitter, Ryan Bendez, chopped it to first and then walked and was forced out on a ground out to short to end the last inning. And the pitch swung on and kind of stepped out of the well that time. And uh, tried to swing off his back foot and really go get one, but it's fouled straight back two and one. And You're listening to High School Baseball on KXPN Carney and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Doug Duda, our producer engineer, Chris Langan. Glad to have you along with us. They've just gotten, Miller North's just gotten a good feel for Worley's tendencies right now, and it's specifically Worley's today tendency. He just hasn't had those off-speed pitches, or he just hasn't wanted to throw them for whatever reason. Miller North, they've just kind of, they, they've kind of figured him out, per se, and what I mean by that is they on those 2-0 counts, they're, they're waiting fastball. It doesn't mean they're crushing the ball, but they're just, they, they kind of know what to expect when they're in that batter's box. Vermas at second, Donahoe at first. Two have already crossed, one out here in the inning, 5 nothing. Miller North, top of the fourth. 
Worley has went the distance so far for Carney in the 2-1 pitch after a long stare. Big curve ball stays high, ball three. We have not had an attempted stolen base yet in the baseball game. They let with runners on first and third, the runner go from first to second back in the second inning, and Worley taking a long time, and he really hasn't been throwing a lot of strikes when he does that either. So he stares in, gets the count, three or gets the uh, call, three and one. Not a big lead at second. Worley brings it home. There they go. <laughs> it's fouled back. I think maybe we just had a hit and run on. <laughs> Because as soon as he looked towards the plate, they took off, and that's the first time we've seen that. But swinging and making a contact, Ryan Mendez fouls it off, brought to you by Home Real Estate. Three balls, two strikes. So Miller North was trying to get something rolling right there. Another thing, we go back to that double play ball potential. That would have at least kept Worley's pitch count down to about 75, and he could have gone out maybe for an inning, and if that was quick, he could have gone out for two more. But now you're kind of just hoping to get out of this inning with Worley, and with that long week, it would be a long day for the Carney pitching staff. So again, the 3-2 pitch on the way and yanked down the right field line. That is a deep one on the right fielder over to make the catch is Corbin Foster. The runners had taken off, so they were not tagging, and they have to slide back in. Nice play by Foster because that ball was tagged by Mendez, but it's a line out to right field, and that is the second out. Foster's got some sneaky range out there. I mean, he does... I, he doesn't seem like the type of guy, I guess, who would be blazing on the track court or the track course, whatever they want to call that thing, the little hole that they run around or the little circular thing. But <laughs> I didn't do a whole lot of track, if you can't tell. But he he really has good range, gets good step on the ball, kind of like Alex Gordon in a sense, not to compare him too much to him. But he he's kind of a guy who's not necessarily a you know a guy who's going to give you a four five forty, but he just is really good with his range and gets a good quick step on that ball. Pickoff play to second, kind of a safety pick. The shortstop wasn't even on the bag, so Grosskreitz takes it. Runners at first and second. That brings up the center fielder, number two, Matt Getzman. He had a single, first hit of the game, a bunt single in the second inning, and then flew out to center to uh, end the third. 5 nothing, Miller North. And Worley again checks the runners. Again, takes a long time, and now brings it home to Getzman. Fastball just outside, ball one. Want to know. Tommy Rowland would be next. Again, a three-run home run by Ben Weber in the second. And then here in the fourth, Geiger singled. Johnson doubled him home. And then Johnson able to come in on the base hit by Vermas. Five-nothing. Miller North top of the fourth after they went one, two, three to start the game. And Worley brings it home, crowding the plate. Ball two. Expecting one over the outer half was Getzman, and he was right, except that it was too far out. Two balls, no strikes. And this is a tough count if you're Worley. I mean, you're just so far along in your outing at this coach. I think Archer and the pitching staff are just kind of trying to get him out of this inning and you know try to maybe hand it off to the bullpen after this, but they just don't want to make him work too hard and have to throw some 2-0 off speed. So you know right here you're going to get a fastball. Carney Soccer right now playing Lincoln Southwest in some makeup games. The 2-0 pitch is popped back over our heads and out of play. Foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. Two balls, one strike on the number five man in the order, Matt Getzman. Nathan Vermas at second. Dre Donahoe at first. Anything that happens after here is going to be an unearned run because Carney had a potential double play ball that they threw wide a second base for their second error of the game. So things have really slowed down here. 
from Worley and also stepping in and out of the back, batter's box is Getzman. 2-1 pitch now as Worley comes set. He'll bring it home, and it's going to be poked out of bounds or out of play again, 2-2. Two and two. We'll see here if he's got anything left, if he can bring that curveball here, if they even want to try that with – uh, the, the, I guess you got your five-hole hitter up, so you got to kind of. I mean, this isn't a guy you can just throw a fastball on the middle and hope he get hits a hit gets uh, hits into an out here. So uh, we'll we'll see what Worley's got left in that arm here, having about the mid 80s of pitches thrown. So trying to get out of this inning, Jackson Worley going against Getzman. Worley again checks the runner, and the two-two pitch here from Worley, and there's a curveball that didn't. It was way up, and Miller. Went and snagged it once it crossed over the batter Getzman's head, and we've got a full count, and this will allow the runners to take off. Already Worley with a couple of walks in the baseball game. Tommy Rowland waits on deck. Well, if I were the defense for Carney, I'd give him a token look at second, but then get back to your position. Just let Worley focus on the hitter here. I mean, this is the this is a huge out if they want to be able to stay in this game. Don't worry too much about that runner. Well, he steps off. Runner wasn't doing anything. And again, you're just trying to keep him close. You're not thinking about picking him off. And sometimes when you make that move, then you have to worry less about it you're, when you get back onto the mound and start pitching because it maybe is in his head at least that you're thinking about him. Now he can just go straight away and pitch to the batter without thinking about it much. Wind whipping towards left. The 3-2 pitch with two outs to the batter, Matt Getzman. And Worley brings it home, and it's going to be popped into short left center field. Coming in and snagging it out of the air is going to be Sam Engberg. He's got speed, and it carried out there to him. So Getzman flies out to left, and that'll end the top of the fourth inning. But Millard North tacks on two more runs here in the inning. They were able to get three hits. There was one Carney error and two men left on. We go to the bottom of the fourth. It's Millard North 5. Carney nothing. You're listening to High School Baseball on ESPN. Don't just be a fan of your team. Be a full-blown fanatic at Fanatics. Conveniently located on the bricks, Fanatics is your home for pregame, postgame, or even a food-to-go order during the seventh-inning stretch. Fanatics is your home for the games you can't get to with over 30 HD TVs and everyone's favorite bullpen. Don't forget the famous wings, burgers, pizzas, and the best food and drink specials throughout the week. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney, and online at fanaticscarney.com. Go Kearney Baseball! Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding, and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney voted best of Kearney four years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. Doug Duda along with Chris Langan, our producer engineer Cassie Sloan. We're going to go to the bottom of the fourth inning, and Carney needs to get something going here as they trail by a score of five to nothing. Finally, we're able to scratch out a couple of hits there in the third, but both Shires and Foster were left on. Braden Miller. Jackson Worley, Sam Engberg coming up to the plate. Miller struck out to start the second inning. So let's see if Carney can get to Jack Ricketts. Ricketts fastball, ripped it right at short, took a bad hop, went right over the shortstop's glove, Alex Blakestead, and Miller will reach first. He ripped it. That was kind of a turf bounce. 
I could go either way, Mr. Langan. What do you think? Well, if I'm pitching, I want that to be an error. But, I mean, if you're hit, I mean, you hit that thing about as hard as you could. It looks like you're going to give him an error officially. But uh, definitely a tough hob. That's that's kind of why you got to look over at the end of the year and you maybe make some asterisks next to certain errors because they're certainly not all created equal. All right, it is on to the number six man, the pitcher today, Jackson Worley. And he reached base after being hit by a pitch on a 3-2 pitch. His first at bat, and he'll take one here for ball one, up and in. I think Carney has had the right idea ever since that second inning against Rick. It's starting to pull some balls, and that just generally means you're looking for a fastball. There's a fastball waved on and missed. Strike one, one and one to Worley. Engberg next, then Grosskreitz. Five-nothing, Billard North. High school baseball on ESPN Radio brought to you by Great Western Bank. Making life great and Tech flooring. Your restoration experts. Out of the stretch, Ricketts. Kind of that slide step and another swing and a miss. Strike two. Too early. One thing for Carney now, obviously now we're already down one, two to Worley, unfortunately, but this is the first thing they've been able to get a leadoff hitter on, and we've seen a little bit Ricketts. He wants to work so fast, so maybe when you actually get a whole three outs to use while he's having to be in that stretch, it might help you out a little bit. Then you kind of look at the season batting average of the six through nine hitters for Carney High, just uh, not as solid as they would hope that it would be uh, here today. At this point in the season, they've kind of went down. They put a different couple of kids in there. Here's a breaking ball that's down low for ball two. Two balls, two strikes to Worley. Miller on after a sharp shot at short that will go down as an error. Just kind of took a bad hop there as it got to Blakestead, but it did go off his glove. And the pitch is going to be hit into center field. Will it get down? No, it will not. Charging in. Now they got to throw back to first chance at a double play, and they got him. What a play by the center fielder, Matt Getzman. He came running in on a sharp line drive and then was able to fire it back and get Miller, who thought that that ball was going to be down, and I think it was the right call. Just barely got him over at first. Double play. Yeah, and that's one that Coach Archer will look back on. Look, I mean, it's tough as if you're looking at that as a player. You're being instinctive, and you think that might get down. You kind of want to have a chance to round the bag and look three. But, I mean, when you're down five runs, you kind of just got to – go halfway and just step on the bag at second. Once they get it, you see it down. So Sam Engberg will step in there. And the Bearcats have not been able to get any offense going here against Jack Ricketts. They're starting to put the ball in play a little bit. Ricketts, nobody on, two out. Strike two. And I don't want to make any excuses for Worley, per se, but you can kind of tell it's just he hasn't gotten a whole lot of love from the baseball guys. I mean, he ripped that ball to center, and I mean, a few weak ground balls have dropped for hits from the North as well. Well, correct that. It was strike one, and then the next pitch is fouled off the mask of the, I think, both catcher and umpire. It kind of made the click-click, and it's one and two here to Engberg. And here's where uh, Ricketts kind of knew against 7, 8, and 9, that his fastball was better than their swing, and that's exactly what he's doing right here to Engberg. It's just been after an off-speed, ball one, fastball, fastball, fastball. One-two pitch, fastball again, and they're going to call it strike three. Yeah, uh, uh, Engberg was headed back to the dugout because he knew he went around, just didn't see the call, but a strikeout. So it ends up being three up and three down. There were no runs on no hits, one error, and nobody left on. We go to the top of the fifth. Millard North is leading Carney High 5-0. You're listening to High School Baseball on ESPN Radio. 
Carney Baseball is brought to you in part by Biotest Plasma. How would you like to be compensated for becoming a superhero? Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney, is currently seeking superheroes. How do you become a superhero? By donating your life-saving plasma. Your plasma will be used to treat a variety of conditions, and when you become a plasma donor superhero, you're compensated for your time, up to $340 a month. Please visit us online at biotestplasma.com or stop by Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney. Your home or business doesn't have a tarp during rain delays, so when you experience water damage, the only place to call is SeaTech Restoration in Kearney. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTech is here to get it right. Each member of the SeaTech team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTech is also your home for custom flooring, whether that be hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. Don't just foul off your restoration and flooring plans. Hit a home run with SeaTech at SeaTechRestoration.com. Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. Well, that's going to be it for Jackson Worley. Seth Stroh is going to stride out there, and Stroh will start on the mound here in the fifth inning for Worley. Four innings pitched. He went, uh, gave up six hits, five runs, three walks, three strikeouts. Also uh, hit a batter in the ball game. So we go to Tommy Rowland. He steps in there, the number six man playing first base. Rowland walked and scored in the second, struck out in the third. Rowland will be followed by the designated hitter, Ben Weber, who had a three-run home run in the second, and then Mark Geiger, the second baseman. So Seth Stroh, we saw him pitch for the first time in over a year in competition. He had four innings in the JV ball, or in the, excuse me, summer ball. Then his first appearance last week went the distance against Hastings, throwing over 100 pitches. The pitch count, by the way, 110 at this point of the season. And he is going to throw one over the outside half, strike one. And that'll make it 0-2, excuse me, after the first pitch was called a strike. So it's 0-2. And Stroh brings it in, strike three. So three pitches, three strikes. Roland swung through that one, his second strikeout of the ball game. And that'll bring up Ben Weber, who pounded one over the left field wall in the second to make it 3-0, and Miller North has not looked back since. Stroh looks like he's got a little bit more zip on the ball. Of course, you come out of the bullpen, maybe you can afford, because you're not expecting to throw 100 pitches to bring it out a little bit more, but he looks a lot more comfortable on the mound. Check swing, but it's a strike all the way. Strike one. So Stroh is out there, and he is firing him right down the middle. Stroh to Weber, popped up in the air. I think that's leaving the ballpark, but it's going to end up in the stands, and it does. Nobody really setting there. Not the hugest crowd on hand. Of course, Miller North not bringing a ton of folks here, but Carney, as the uh, game progresses, getting some more folks sneaking out of work maybe a little early. 0-2 to Ben Weber. We'll see he if Stroh brings f- his first off speed here. It's a little high. Ball one. Weber grounded into a force out to end the third inning. So he is one for two. Five-nothing Millard North, top of the fifth. And the pitch. There's a curveball called strike three, the third punch out of the ballgame. 
looking for Carney pitchers. So two batters, two strikeouts here for Seth Stroh, and that'll bring up Mark Geiger, the second baseman. He struck out of the second, singled and scored last inning. And he did a good job pitching last uh, week against Hastings. Seth Stroh did, but today he, I mean, I guess we've only got a sample size of seven pitches, but he looks kind of dominant thus far. He's throwing strikes, and the first pitch is right down the middle, fouled off to the right side, strike one. Our high school baseball brought to you by Buffalo Roofing, reliable roofing for Kearney and Central Nebraska, and Fanatic Sports Bar and Grill, where everyone wins. Kearney trying to get out of here and then go get some offense. This pitch is going to be a little low. Ball one to Geiger. Johnson on deck. Johnson doubled in a run last time as Geiger came around to score. And the curveball up and in ball two. Two balls, one strike on the second baseman, Geiger. Nobody on, two out, top of the fifth. First two going down on strikeouts here from Seth Stroh in his first inning of work. And the pitch, thinking about it, laying off of it, and check swing, they'll appeal, and it is high, ball three. Three balls, one strike to Geiger after Roland and Weber went down fairly quickly on strikes. 3-1 pitch from Stroh, right down the heart but low, ball four. And we saw a little bit of this from Stroh last week as well. It looked like he'd mow you down, then it looked like he couldn't throw a strike, then he'd mow you down again. He had, what was it, seven walks or six Ks and five walks last week against uh, Hastings. And that'll bring up Zach Johnson, reached on an air in the second and doubled and scored last inning. I think a little bit of Stroh, he just slows down his arm a little bit when he gets behind in the count. I just keep firing that thing in there, and you know what? You're going to walk some guys, but at least go down with your best stuff, and a lot of guys actually have better command when they try to throw that thing about as hard as they can. Yeah, seven walks and five Ks against Hastings. Here's a swing and a miss by Johnson, 0-1. Stroh doesn't really worry about the runner at first, so he takes off. High, throw down, in time, and they put the tag on him. He's out. Caught stealing is Mark Geiger. Good fire by Braden Miller. We got a chance to go down to the spring game and be introduced with the rest of the scholarship and walk-on players. And so Geiger is thrown out 2-4, and it ends up being three up, three down. No runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left on. We go to the bottom of the fifth. Carney needs some offense. They've only got two hits, and they trail Millard North 5 nothing here on ESPN. For Millard North, no runs, no hits, no errors. Great Western Bank and Kearney is a proud supporter of the Kearney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out! Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding, and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney voted best of Kearney four years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. Doug to Chris Lang and our producer engineer, Cassie Sloan, here at beautiful Memorial Field. Again, a big thank you to Athletic Director Ryan Hogue and our many fine sponsors as we are bringing you Carney High Baseball in this inaugural season. Bearcats trying to pick the win up at home, but they're going to have to do a lot of work as we go to the top half or bottom half of the fifth inning and bring up Brent Grosskreitz, the shortstop, 
Carney trailing 5-0. And the first pitch, Jack Ricketts has went the distance. Fastball over the outside corner. Strike one. And you hear that a lot from us announcers, outside corner. You know, usually it's never just right down the middle with being taken. It's going to be over the outside third or inside third. Plate's not that big, is it, Chris? You're a pitcher. As that one bounces in the dirt, one and one. Yeah, I know. It's it's well. Some days it looks it looks big, and some days it doesn't look very big. But it's always the same size. But yeah, I mean, and one thing Ricketts has done really well on that point is even though he's kind of been fastball dominant, he has been able to locate that thing. So you haven't been able to tee off on his fastball per se. There's a great fastball that moves outside, swung on and missed by Grosskreitz. One and two. Chandler Welker, Lane Shires also coming up here in the fifth. Ricketts wasting no time. Ground ball right at first. One hop. First baseman will toss it to Ricketts, the pitcher covering. And nice play by Tommy Rowland to retire. Grosskreitz. 3-1. One out here in the bottom of the fifth. And Chandler Welker went down on three pitches as a designated hitter. Trying to get him some at-bats here. And his lone at-bat to start off the third. Carney High had the leadoff man. On last inning, but wiped out on a line out to center field. They threw back to first and just got Miller. There's a pitch high to Chandler Welker, ball one. Again, Carney has a busy week. They go to Papillion La Vista for a game tomorrow. They go to Creighton Prep for a doubleheader Thursday. They go to Norfolk for two games Saturday against Norfolk and Omaha South. Here's a pitch that sails outside. Ball two to the number nine batter, Chandler Welker, the designated hitter today for Carney. Ricketts, fastball up and in, ball three. So all of a sudden to the number nine man, he can't find the strike zone. And Carney could use some help. 3-0 pitch from Ricketts. Inside, ball four. And that will be the first walk issued in the ball game by Jack Ricketts. He did plunk on a 3-2 pitch, Jackson Worley. So the same, I guess, as a walk, but went down as a hit by pitch. And Welker, the number nine man, gets the walk. And Lane Shires will stand in there. He singled last time up one of the two Carney hits. And he'll take this one for called strike one. And Ricketts hasn't changed really any of his, in the way he's approached hitters throughout this game. And he's got the, a big enough lead to do so. I mean, he's been getting away with these fastballs. And as long as he's locating them, they might hit him hard, but they're not going to get him out of the park. Shires, ground ball right at second. There's Geiger over to sh- for one, back to first, another double play, back-to-back double plays in the fourth and fifth innings as Lane Shires crowns in to the 6-4-3 double play. No runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left on. We're through five complete. It's Millard North 5, Cardi Nothing. You're listening to High School Baseball on ESPN Radio. At Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses in Kearney, our experienced landscape designers will help you take your ideas and dreams for your property and turn them into reality. Unleash your property's full potential by letting our team professionally design, install, and maintain your residential or commercial landscapes. We can help you transform your yard and garden into the envy of the neighborhood. Visit them online at steinbrink.com or stop by and talk to the experts at 2010 30th Avenue. Steinbrink Landscaping, locally grown, locally owned, and a proud sponsor of Kearney. High baseball. Carney Baseball is brought to you in part by Biotest Plasma. How would you like to be compensated for becoming a superhero? 
Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney, is currently seeking superheroes. How do you become a superhero? By donating your life-saving plasma. Your plasma will be used to treat a variety of conditions, and when you become a plasma donor superhero, you're compensated for your time, up to $340 a month. Please visit us online at biotestplasma.com or stop by Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney. Seth Stroh, who had a pretty quick first inning of relief there in the fifth, is ready to get back after it here in the top of the sixth inning. And Zach Johnson, who was batting when the runner Mark Geiger was thrown out stealing, will be back in there. Number nine hitter takes a swing and a miss at the first pitch. He reached on an error in the second and then doubled in a run and scored in the fourth. Strike one. So Zach Johnson, Alec Blakestead, and Nathan Vermas. The 9-1 and 2 hitters here in the 6th for Millard North on top by a score of 5 to nothing. The 3-run home run by Ben Weber, the RBI double by Johnson, the RBI single by Vermas. As the pitch is low, ball 1, 1 and 0, or 1 and 1 to to uh, Johnson, then he reaches at an off-speed pitch and pops it into shallow center, coming in, getting under it, and Hines takes it for out number 1. That's a really good pitch by Stroh there and you, you know that was something that when you're throwing that thing down by five runs to the 9-0 hitter on a 1-1 count, that just shows that you're comfortable with that pitch because that's generally a time where you're, the pitching coach goes, all right, fastball, fastball, fastball. Stroh really today looking like a pitcher, and he and I, I he pitched good against Hastings, five innings, three runs last week, but he's really looking a lot better even today. First pitch to Blakestead, fouled straight back, strike one. Foul ball is brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. Blakestead flew out to right in the first, singled in the second, a sacrifice bunt in the fourth, so he's one for two. Down to the count, 0-1. Stroh up and in that time with a fastball. Ball one, one and one. High school baseball on ESPN Radio, brought to you by Insurance Connection, connecting your family with the coverage that's right, and Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses, locally grown, locally owned. Ball two. Two and one to Alex Blakestead. Carney trailing five to nothing. This is the most struggles they have had at home so far this year, especially on the offensive side. Each team with a couple of errors. Stroh, a little off speed that's low. And it's ball three. And that one even there on was on 2-1. So, I, you know, I think a lot of it's just actually getting out there, having an outing under your belt, and also the way he was told he was pitching last time. I think he told him during the day. So maybe just a little bit more prepared today, and he's looking pretty sharp. And this one's going to be taken for strike two inside at the belt. So three and two, the full count here to Alec Blakestead. Nobody on, one out, top of the six. Stroh's delivery is right back up the box, almost clipped Stroh. A solid base hit for the leadoff man, Alex Blakestead. That's his second hit of the baseball game. One out hit here in the sixth inning with Millard North up five to nothing. And Nathan Vermas, the left fielder, will stand in. Singled his last at bat. He struck out and also walked. One for two in the ball game. Again, we talked about it a little bit at the, at the beginning, but I kind of just shake my head when you told me that Miller North 7-8. and eight, I mean, they just, they're kind of hitting balls hard, doing a lot of things right. Runner stealing. The ball bounces down. Miller tries to get it down there in time, but Malakestead is able to get down to second with a stolen base. Ball one to Nathan Vermas. He got a big lead and then saw that the ball uh, was down and continued on his way. I'm not sure he was going all the way, but it sure looked like it. And now Miller out to talk to Stroh about what they want to do. Braden Miller... Uh, able to get things done here. As the catcher, Casper playing over at third. 
And as we talked about, yeah, Millard North 7-8, and eight, but they played number one Millard West to a one-run game. They also lost to them 9-4. to four. That's a couple of their losses. 6-5 to East, 6-4 to Grand Island. The 1-0 pitch. High ball, two, And Nestro has gotten away. You mentioned a little bit, but even more off-speed stuff here this second time or the second inning. He hasn't seen these guys yet, but uh, a lot of fastballs last inning. Not quite as many here. I think they take that just from what they saw from Worley and the, the approach that they used with Worley just it didn't quite work. They needed to work in a little bit more off-speed. 2-0 pitch, high and away, ball three. And then you're going to get into the meat of the order here, the three, four, and five hitters as Miller North now, even though there's only one man on, a chance to blow things open here in the sixth. Carney only has six outs remaining. They don't want to give up any more runs. Five's going to be tough enough the way it is. The 3-0 pitch, called strike. Taken all the way was Vermont. Three and one for Millard North. As we said, they don't have as many games scheduled until the end of the year. The Don Craft invite over at Millard South the last weekend. They do host Bellevue East tomorrow. They got Central West Side and Prep still to go before that tournament a week from Saturday. The three-one pitch from Stroh. Taken for strike two. It didn't think so. Headed to first was Vermont. And so the count is full. Big thing for Stroh, he has enough velocity that when he's behind in the count with a fastball, he doesn't have to place it, uh, you know, on a little dot to be able to get it past the hitter. He can still throw that thing kind of down the middle and let the ball do the work for itself. And the 3-2 pitch is high. So 3-0 strike, 3-1 strike, 3-2 high, ball four. And Stroh issues his second walk. Runners at first and second with one out here in the top of the sixth and the third baseman, Drake Donahoe. He hasn't had much to do defensively in the ball game today. And he has reached base twice on fielder's choices and flown out. So he's 0 for 3. But a big opportunity here with a 5 nothing lead. One out and runners at first and second. That seems doubtful with your three-hole hitter up. But you never know with a bunt here, potentially, I suppose. Casper playing back. And there go the runners. And it's a straight steal. Throw down to third. Did he stay on the bag? Yes, he did. They're going to call him safe. Waited a long time for... Kurt Schmidt to make the call. You tell me, Chris, as I was taught, that's the home plate umpire's call. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes might not have been over there. I'll, con- I'll confer that tomorrow with my co-host or Wednesday. But it's a straight steal. The pitch was called a strike on Donahoe, so he was taken all the way. Now the infield is playing in for Carney to try and cut anything down at the plate. They know they can't go up anymore. Stroh's pitch, high, ball one, one and one. A good time to steal there by Miller North, too. The, and the reason is if you got a righty up there, you got to get all the way behind him to throw that guy out at third. And it was still a close play for Carney, but that's why you never, when, you gotta, when you're trying to get a runner to third, unless if it's Gerard Dyson or Terrence Gore, you want to make sure you at least got a right-hander in that box. Terrence Gore helped uh, the Royals get a win yesterday, scoring the winning run. Pitch high, ball two. And this is what we saw last week. Stroh seems to, out of that stretch, not follow through. He doesn't take that big stride. And that sails the ball high continuously. And he does just such a much better job when he strides through or when he can not have to worry about a base runner. 2-1 now to Donahoe. There's a better stride, but it's high ball three. Three and one. So a single, a walk, stolen base. First base is open, but then you're looking at the best hitter on the team, Ryan Mendez, waiting on deck. A 3-1 pitch to Donahoe. High ball four, and the bases are loaded here in the top of the sixth. 
And kind of like you said, Doug, I mean, it just, some of his balls, you can just kind of see them coming before they get to the plate. I mean, he's just kind of you know, missing up with a lot of his fastballs. And, you know, I, I think a lot of it really comes down to the fact that he's just probably, I don't know how prepared he was coming into the year to be a, you know, a vital part of this pitching staff. And he's kind of been thrust into that role suddenly. And I, I think really he's, he's the type of guy you, especially when you get to the summer and maybe even two or three more appearances down the road, he'll really have that uh, stretch figured out. So Ryan Mendez still looking for his first hit. Stands in there. Bases loaded one out. And it's a little high. Stroh trying to throw fastballs. And here comes Brad Archer. Brad Archer himself is going to walk out there. Usually you see one of the assistants come out. He may be looking to the bullpen right now. We may be seeing the change as he walks out to talk to Seth Stroh. Ryan Mendez chopped out to first, reached on a walk, lined out to right. And that's going to be it for Seth Stroh, so it started promising. Three up, three down in the fifth. Got the first guy out here, but a single, a walk, and a walk, and the bases are loaded, and we will take a break with the score. Millard North 5, Carney nothing here on ESPN Radio. You already know that at Lanny Carlson Motors, we go the extra mile for you. And now we're going for extra bases, too. If we don't have what you're looking for, our convenient car finder tool will help us put you in the right car at the right price. Our prices can't be beat for cars as new as last year's models. And we even have financing available. So come on in and see my husband Lanny, Jerry, or Brandon in North Kearney across from Menards at 6110 2nd Avenue or online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. That's Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. Proudly supporting Carney High School Baseball. Starting a new construction or an existing renovation project can seem like a daunting task. A task best trusted to Duncan Tice Construction to design and coordinate virtually any residential or commercial project. Duncan Tice Construction features single source accountability, cost control, and faster completion. Make precision, professionalism, efficiency, and quality control part of your project. Find us at DuncanTiceConstruction.com. A proud sponsor of Carney Baseball in this broadcast. Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. At Insurance Connection, we strive to make our clients feel like family. Looking for home, auto, life, or business insurance? We're here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is to help you realize your dreams by providing the protection and peace of mind to power life's journey. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene at 308-237-0914 or insconnect.net. Stop in at 2615 2nd Avenue. Proud supporters of Kearney Baseball. A ground ball is short, picked up by Grosskreis, over to second for one, back to first, not in time, and Mendez off Nolan Etherton is able to reach on a fielder's choice and get an RBI. It'll make it six to nothing here in favor of Millard North, but the second out is recorded. And at least there, you, you know, you're showing some capabilities getting to that ball. I'm not, I mean, I wouldn't say kind of routine, but not exactly a can of corn over there at shortstop. Being able to flick that thing over to second, just build some confidence back up. Those are the plays that Carney's going to have to make going forward. So that'll bring up Matt Ketzman, a single on a bunt in the second, and he's flown out twice to center and to left. Runners at the corners with two outs. Etherton, just a touch high. Ball one. So 
Setting at first, Mendez at third, Vermas. Blakestead came around and scored. Mendez has definitely got the speed to steal. Pitch is called strike. Leaning after it, but not taking the swing was Getzman. One ball, one strike. Two outs, six nothing, top of the sixth inning here. Miller North, a three-run home run in the second from Weber, and uh, that's what got this started. Off-speed pitch, hit into left field, but should be room. Drifting back and making the catch is Sam Egberg. So Getzman makes a nice swing on it, but he flies out for the third time. So for Millard North, they're able to collect one run on one hit. There were no carny errors and two men left on base. We go to the bottom of the sixth. It's Millard North six and Carney nothing. You're listening to High School Baseball on ESPN Radio. Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding, and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney voted best of Kearney four years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. Your home or business doesn't have a tarp during rain delays, so when you experience water damage, the only place to call is SeaTac Restoration in Kearney. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTac is here to get it right. Each member of the SeaTac team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTac is also your home for custom flooring, whether that be hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. Don't just foul off your restoration and flooring plans. Hit a home run with SeaTac at SeaTacRestoration.com. And welcome back to Memorial Field here in Kearney. Doug Duda, Chris Langan with you on KXPN, Kearney, and PlatteRiverPreps.com. We head to the bottom of the sixth inning here for Kearney. And Corbin Foster will step in. He has one of the two hits for the Bearcats here this afternoon. He flew out to left of the first, singled in the third. The lefty stand in there against Jack Ricketts, who's went the distance here and has been very effective for Miller North, and the first pitch will be low, ball one. Corbin Foster, Corbin Rich, Mason Casper. The first three up here for Carney, And the pitch outside, ball two. Well, for Carney so far this season, they have not been shut out one single time. The fewest runs they've scored in a game, three twice in their losses. Here's a pitch that's called over the outside, half for strike one, two and one. That season opener to Pius, they lost 4-3 to three in eight innings, and then they lost to Lincoln Northstar, 4-3. to Then they scored three against Lincoln East and lost 4-3. to 4-3, to three, not good for Carney, but 6 nothing worse as ball three floats across. And again, Ricketts has only walked one man, and that was Welker last inning, but here he gives the leadoff walk to Corbin Foster, and hard to say that he would be tiring, Chris, because he's been so effective, and he has not thrown a lot of pitches here this afternoon. Yeah, no, I think just kind of a rough step. Every once in a while, you're going to get a sequence where you throw four balls, and that's just part of it, but I mean, I think he's probably still got quite a bit left in that arm, but that was kind of a long inning he was sitting down there for, even though Middle North only scored one run with the pitching change. Here's a pitch, four called strike one to Corbin Rich. Reached on an error in the first, and then Grounded out in the third. Working out of that stretch with the slide step. Inside, ball one. One and one to Rich. 
Mason Casper, who's hit the ball hard twice to the left side, but been out both times, is waiting on deck. Maybe Carney can string it all together here in one inning because they're going to need a huge inning to get back into it. Pitch is swung on and knifed into right center. Could be trouble. Right fielder coming in, sliding and making the catch is Ryan Mendez. This is quite the baseball player offensively and defensively, and there's been a couple that Carney had hoped to get into that right center field alley, and uh, the center fielder Getzman made a great play and then turned it into a double play, and here Mendez takes away a single or maybe more from the freshman in Corbin Rich. And I tell you what, Miller North, they are gonna, I don't think anybody in the state should want to play these guys in districts because they're going to be a, you know, a middling two seed. Maybe they creep up a little bit, but they're, I mean, the way they field the ball, the way they throw it in the in and out, and the way they've been able to swing the bat and with Ricketts on the mound, they're going to be a tough out for somebody. Standing in there, Mason Casper takes one high and tight, ball one. Again, Casper. Gets plunked an average of at least once a game because he stands on the plate. He's giving himself a little more room here, and he still came high and tight. The 1-0 also inside, ball two. And, you know, I think you're right. Those balls, I mean, he, really a ball could hit him in the elbow, and if it didn't hit him in the elbow, you'd be, it, it's kind of one of those as an umpire. It's, you know, you'd, probably not a strike, but you at least think about it. So he really crowds that plate. Trying to back him off the plate, and when he can't, he throws a 2-0 pitch over the outside. And it's called strike one. So Casper has worked the count to two balls. One strike with Braden Miller on deck. Foster stands at first after the leadoff walk. One out here, bottom of the six, six, nothing, Miller North. The pitch right down the pipe for strike two. So two and two now to Casper as Ricketts came back after a walk. And then a 2-0 count here. So Casper, as they play him straight up defensively, as you would with a comfortable lead. Ricketts turns, looks at Foster at first. With a deficit, don't expect him to be going. And a sweeping curveball that is way outside. That's probably, if it isn't the pitch that missed the strike zone the most, it's in the top two today for Jack Ricketts. And it's a full count to Casper. I'm kind of surprised they actually even tried going with that. Just the lead he has, 6 nothing, and the count. I mean, not super ahead of him at 2-2. 3-2 pitch, fastball hammered, but straight up in the air. It's a mile high in the infield coming in. The third baseman, it's dropped, and then they didn't get away from first. They might have a play down at second, but the pitcher, Jack Ricketts, couldn't get it, and that's one of those that Drake Donahoe, we said he hadn't had a play at him all day long. It was hit so high. You know, he chases in. He's about midway between home and third. The wind is blowing it away from him, and then he reaches back, and it pops out of his glove, so that's an error, and there's runners on first and second. But as we said earlier in the game, Carney will take whatever they can get, and that'll bring up the catcher, Brayden Miller, struck out of the second. Reached on an air in the fourth. It was a sharp shot to shortstop, but it did go off Blakestead's glove. So two on, one out. Carney needs something here from Miller. The pitch, fastball outside, ball one. It'll be interesting to watch Ricketts compete here. He's only had any kind of base running trouble once in this ball game. That came back with Shires and Foster on in the third. The 1-0 pitch. Off speed, ripped in a left field base hit, not deep enough to score anybody. So Brad Archer will just put up the stop sign there for Corbin Foster. But the bases are loaded now with one out. And Miller's going to come out even though he's fast enough. They are going to courtesy run for him. And doing that for Carney will be Tyler Shermer. And we will get our first trip to the mound for Dave Cork. Again, now just one of those, don't get in a snowball fight. Okay, we might not get the shutout, but let's make sure that we throw it to the closest base and get at least one and get out of here. We give up one or two runs, we're still going to be in great shape. But it's 6 nothing, Millard North 
with the bases loaded in the bottom of the sixth. Yeah, definitely. Right now, if you're Millard North, you know, you're not trying to make any heroic double plays. Honestly, if there's a ball hit to the first baseman, unless of his momentum's really taking him towards second, you got to just sit on your bag at this point. I mean, you've got a big enough lead, and quite frankly, Ricketts has still got his pitch count low enough that he's got another inning in him if, if uh, Miller North chooses so. If not, then they can bring in whoever they deem their bet most dominant reliever. So if you're Miller North, you're looking at it in this way. You're, you're, you're just trying to get outs here. You're not trying to make any heroic plays. You just want, if a ball's hit to you, just get on the closest bag and make sure you conquer that out. And now Connor Clevenger is coming in to hit. This would have been for Jackson Worley, but remember Seth Stroh had come in, and then you went in and uh, threw Atherton, and that is where they would be in the lineup. And uh, Coach Brad Archer now discussing uh, this maybe a little bit of a high school versus a summer league about who can courtesy run, where you can pinch hit. And they may not be able to courtesy run over here. And instead, yeah, Braden Miller is going back out. Well, luckily, they didn't throw any pitches in between the arrows. And I'm not sure. I mean, I guess with our – Jimmy's not exactly the most by-the-rule formal umpire, but, I mean, that would have been kind of an issue if they would have thrown a pitch and then that rule would have came up. So Tyler Shermer was going to run, and now he's not. And so Connor Clevenger now comes to the plate with the bases loaded here. 6 nothing the score. And, of course, maybe Carney just didn't – maybe they just second thought and they thought, hey, we need Miller out there to run the bases. Let's see what the lefty Clevenger can do against Ricketts. First pitch is going to be taken inside for ball one. So Clevenger been in and out of the lineup kind of as the DH here uh, a couple of times that we have seen him. We've seen him pinch run. The 1-0 pitch to Clevenger. Also inside, but that one caught the plate. Strike one. So one and one. Only lefty in the uh, Carney High's lineup is Corbin Foster. He's one for two today with a walk off of uh, Ricketts, so maybe they've got something going with these lefties just because Ricketts likes that fastball. 1-1 one, one pitch is away. Ball two. Two balls and one strike. Sam Egberg would be next. Then Brant Grosskreitz. Again, this is Carney's best threat of the ball game here with the bases loaded and one out in the bottom of the sixth, but they trail 6-0. Jack Ricketts has went the distance for the Mustangs. The 2-1 pitch. Strike two called. So Clevenger has looked at them all. Two and two, and Ricketts has moved it back and forth, inside, outside. He hasn't left much over the plate all afternoon. 2-2 pitch to Clevenger, wanting to put this ball into the outfield. And the 2-2, outside, ball three, full count. There's no place to put him. But with one out, nobody's going to be getting to jump either. You have got Miller at first, Casper is setting at second, Foster at third. Jack Ricketts, two walks. Where will he put this 3-2 pitch to Connor Clevenger? It's high and away, ball four. So Clevenger will get the bases loaded walk and an RBI here for Carney. He did his job. That was really the best-case scenario for Carney there. Not only do you get a run home on a walk, but you also make Ricketts throw six extra pitches. He's up to 85 by my tally, at least. Of course, you've got a maybe plus or minus two there, but... So Carney kind of working, maybe Ricketts here running out of gas a little bit towards the end here. And Carney again, looks like they're going to have a pinch hitter with a lefty up there against the fastball dominant Ricketts. Yeah, they didn't want Sherman to run because they wanted him to bat, and he swings through the first pitch of fastball. So he'll come in here in the sixth inning and swing through at strike one. Again, still need a big hit here. Carney doesn't have many. Shermer takes it outside the low, ball one. One and one, Tyler Shermer. 
He's hitting in place of Sam Engberg, the left fielder. And trying to get something going here off Ricketts. The pitch is a sweeper that stays up. Ball two, two and one. So we mentioned earlier in the game, even at the start of the game, Coach Archer knew that he didn't have a big bunch of uh, hitters at the bottom of the lineup today. Low batting averages. 2-1. Shermer outside. Ball three. All of a sudden, Ricketts is now having a little trouble with his control. He's not wild. He's just not hitting his spots like he was the first five innings. And if you're Shermer here, you can probably take this pitch because you're going to get the same thing on 3-2. 3-1 pitch. He swings. He chops it off the front of the plate. Picked up. They're going to bring it home. Did he touch home? No, he did not. He did not. He pulled the catcher off. I didn't think that the catcher, Zach Johnson, was on the plate. And that's exactly what we were talking about, Chris. Take the out. Get out of this inning. Don't make it a big inning. And that seems simple enough. And instead... It's 6-2, to two, and I think we're going to get our pitching change because here comes head coach Dave Cork out to the mound. And that's just a fielder's choice, so the bases remain loaded. We'll get a pitching change here. The bases remain loaded with one out in the bottom of the sixth. Carney has put two runs on the board. It's 6-2, to two, Millard North on ESPN Radio. You already know that at Lanny Carlson Motors, we go the extra mile for you. And now we're going for extra bases, too. If we don't have what you're looking for, our convenient car finder tool will help us put you in the right car at the right price. Our prices can't be beat for cars as new as last year's models. And we even have financing available. So come on in and see my husband Lanny, Jerry, or Brandon in North Kearney across from Menards at 6110 2nd Avenue or online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. That's Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. Proudly supporting Carney High School Baseball. Play ball. Great Western Bank and Carney is a proud supporter of the Carney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out! Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. Simon Granville into pinch uh, to pitch, and the first pitch to Grosskreitz has popped up into short center field. In fact, it's right behind second base. Carney is going to tag and score, then the throw in. They weren't paying attention. All the runners are going to advance. Now, an infield fly, I assume, had been called there, but you can do anything you want after that play has been caught, and so Carney moves them all around. It actually ends up as one of the weirder sacrifice flies for Brant Grosskreitz and will be credited as an RBI as he flew out to the second baseman. The runners do move, but Carney puts their third run of the inning across the board with Braden Miller hustling home. Connor Clevenger goes to third, Tyler Sherber to second, and now we're going to get another pinch hitter for the designated hitter Chandler Welker. Carney High is going to go get Will Richter into the ball game. 
And that was kind of that. And going back on that again, and just the defense here by Middle North, just not kind of not heads up completely. And I'm kind of surprised Carn even tried tagging because if you get thrown out there, you're kind of throwing your arms in the air like, what are you doing? But he saw that the the fielder had his back turned. Yeah, Geiger was running away from the infield. Now the first pitch to Richter, ground ball towards second, and a nice snag by Geiger. He throws to first. That's another nice play. They had him shaded towards second base. Normally you would never be able to snag that one, but he was covering second base with a runner on. And so one pitch in Richter goes down four to three. And Carney finally gets on the board here. They do manage three runs in the inning. They did that uh, with just the one base hit, though, Chris. Three runs on one hit. There were a couple of errors, and Carney leaves two men on. And we go to the bottom or top of the seventh. It is... Six three. Six to three in favor of Millard North here on ESPN Radio. At Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses in Kearney, our experienced landscape designers will help you take your ideas and dreams for your property and turn them into reality. Unleash your property's full potential by letting our team professionally design, install, and maintain your residential or commercial landscapes. We can help you transform your yard and garden into the envy of the neighborhood. Visit them online at steinbrink.com or stop by and talk to the experts at 2010 30th Avenue. Steinbrink Landscaping, locally grown, locally owned, and a proud sponsor of Kearney high baseball at insurance connection we strive to make our clients feel like family looking for home auto life or business insurance we're here to help with locations in Kearney, gibbon and grand island our mission is to help you realize your dreams by providing the protection and peace of mind to power life's journey contact john ray jamie or jaylene at 308-237-0914 or insconnect.net stop in at 2615 2nd avenue proud supporters of Kearney baseball to be a Platte River Prep School sponsor, like Awari Dunes and Copycat Printing, email digital at platteriverradio.com and find out how you can support your team on platteriverpreps.com. Five stations. Boom 30 KHS. KSS. Hastings. KXPN Carney. The Breeze 94.5. Classic Hits. Power 99. One team. Platte River Preps. Platte River Preps. Platteriverpreps.com. Powered by Platte River Radio. Local sports. Your music. Doug Duda, our producer engineer, Chris Langan. We go to the seventh inning. Finally, Carney getting something rolling. They cut the lead in half with three runs in the bottom of the sixth, but it's Millard North six and Carney three and Dylan Berkey getting his, it appears, first appearance of the year for the Carney varsity on the mound. As we go to the seventh inning here for Millard North, It'll be the six, seven, and eight hitters starting with Tommy Rowland. Walked and struck out twice. Stands in there as a left-hander. Big wind and the pitch by Berkey is called strike one. This is kind of cool for me because I actually coached Dylan when I was uh, coaching for Little Caesars back in Kearney. And he's a, he's a kid who had to work. And when I mean work, I mean he had to work. Nothing was given to him. So for him to make a varsity starting appearance, this is a really cool thing. For, for a relief appearance, this is a really cool thing for me to watch. So out and away, ball one, one and one. Tommy Rowland, Ben Weber, Mark Geiger. Geiger's made a couple of nice plays, or this game would be closer than it is defensively. And a curveball out and away, ball two. Two and one for Dylan Berkey, the senior. Getting a chance here in relief, trying to 
Old Miller North to six runs. The big shot, the three-run home run by Ben Weber in the second that made it 3-0. Fastball, strike two over the outside edge to the left-hander, Tommy Rowland. So two balls, two strikes. The one thing, I guess, about these you know these weeks where you have a, super, a ton of games, you got to get so many innings in, and it's kind of stressful as a coach, is every once in a while a kid can come and perform and maybe be a guy for you down the road. The 2-2 pitch off the end of the bat, a little behind it, foul down the left field line. And the count will remain 2-2. Now Engberg was re-entered as the left fielder, even though he was pinch hit for by Shermer. So even though we had some new batters in there that last inning, we have seen a few changes back to the defensive side of the ball. And here's another pop-up headed towards the dugout, and the third baseman Casper will give chase, but it lands in the net. Foul ball is brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. 6-3 to three in favor of Millard North. They've had seven hits in the ball game. Carney High has had just the three, even the one in the last inning where they scored three runs. Got some help. The 2-2 pitch to the lefty Roland is chopped fouled again at the plate. Seen a lot of foul balls by the Mustangs today. That gives us another mention of home real estate, but uh, they have fought off a lot of pitches, especially with two strike counts, Chris. Yeah, they've just it's just been really tough for the Carney pitchers to get things by them, even when they've got them when they're down in the count, Miller North, and they've done a really good job of scrapping together. And if they're when they're throwing, when Carney's throwing these good strikeout type pitches, they're just fouling them off. Fastball served out into center field, but right there waiting for it is Gabe Hines. He'll take a couple of steps towards right field and haul it in. So Roland flies out to center. He'll end up 0 for 3 with a walk and a run scored in the ball game unless we get to extras. Ben Weber, the designated hitter, stands in there again. The three-run home run in the second. Reached out a fielder's choice in the third and struck out in the fifth. And Again, he got a textbook fastball down the middle with guys on in a 3-1 count. He knew what to look for, and he just smacked it over the left field fence as Dylan Berkey bounces one in there for ball one. I suppose this is an easy hypothesis to make when he's hit a home run in the game, but he really looks like he has a really powerful type swing. You wonder if he's kind of in that a uh, little bit of a slump, kind of similar to Seth Stroh from Carney, that maybe when he hits BP and uh, other endeavors on a fastball, he can really crank it, but he just maybe struggled thus far this year, and that's why he's hitting down in the order. Here's a fastball that's also low, ball 2-2-0. Two, two and oh. Or Ben Weber doing the designated hitting for the pitcher today, which was Jack Ritzett. Ricketts, and they just put in Gradeville to end the last inning. And the pitch to Weber, off speed, and he'll hit it over the third baseman, Casper's head, and loop it into left, well in front of Egberg, and pick up his second base hit of the ball game. So a one-out single for Ben Weber. We'll bring up the second baseman, Mark Geiger. He has struck out, he has singled and scored, and then walked and was caught stealing in the fifth. Not not sure of the speed for Weber, but this is kind of one of those situations uh, you you would like to get if you could if you're Miller North four runs just to kind of give yourself a little extra cushion. I don't think they'll bunt with one out, but interesting to see if Miller North is aggressive and try to get that run home. And the first pitch low, and it gets in the dirt. They're going to try and get to second. Throws on the money, and he is gone. Nice job by Braden Miller nice to pick out Ben Weber. Caught stealing two four. For out number two, and Geiger at the plate with the ball one count, 1-0. and and People always say the double play is the pitcher's best friend, but really the bet, your best friend is when you throw one down in the dirt and your catcher throws a guy out at second. That's your best friend. The 1-0 pitch. A check swing that he went around on. It's 1-1. One ball, one strike to Geiger. Zach Johnson would be next. 
Had an RBI double earlier in the game. But now, Dylan Berkey, one man away from getting us to the bottom of the seventh. And the 1-1 pitch inside, ball two. That breaking pitch just kind of backing up on him a little bit, just kind of when he's rolling it off those fingertips, not quite coming across on it, and just backing up on him just a bit. But if he he's low, he's putting that thing at that starting point. If he can get those fingers over the top of it, it'll go where he wants it to. 2-1 pitch again, check swing. They're going to call it high, ball three. They want to appeal this one. And, yes, I thought so too. So it's 2-2. Good job by Braden Miller. To get the appeal down there, it didn't look any different than the check swing he had earlier. So Geiger a little confused here with Dylan Berkey. And the 2-2 pitch on the way, and that plunked him in the helmet. He's tried to come inside a couple of times, and the batters really for neither team have tried to bail out of there on any inside pitch. So a hit by pitch, and Geiger gets the two-out stroll down to first. That'll bring up the catcher, Zach Johnson. High School Baseball here on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation. Brought to you in part by Moonlight Custom Screen Print and Embroidery. Everything's better by Moonlight, along with our friends at Lanny Carlson Motors. Going the extra mile for you, Duncan Tice Construction. Building with confidence. A big thank you for making ESPN and PlatteRiverPreps.com your home for Carney Baseball. The pitch out and away. Miller does a good backhand stop, ball one. Looked like Berkey was just trying to throw one in the dirt again. Similar, toss it down to second and get a free out again. <laughs> when we get to the bottom of the seventh, Carney will be at the top of the order. One, two, three. Shires, Foster, and Rich down six to three. The pitch bounced to the dirt again. So Berkey has been a little all over the place. Two balls, no strikes. Alec Blakestead would be next if Johnson can keep the top half of the seventh inning rolling along. This is a big out here for Carney. They really want to get down. They want to get Johnson out, who hasn't. I guess he does have the double in the gap, but it was a little bit surprising to all of us. So this is the guy that Carney really wants to go after to get out of this inning. And the pitch, fastball, tailed away, ball three. Three and oh to the number nine man, Zach Johnson. Of course, this is Berkey's first time he's had to deal with her. Excuse me, I guess he did. He's the only other time he's dealt with runner on first, he got kind of help from Barry Miller, but he's thrown four balls now and runner's been on first. This one right down the middle. Strike one, three, and one. Hastings College, game two of the doubleheader. They lead Dakota Wesleyan by a score of three to one on 1230 AM KHAS. Earlier today, Dakota Wesleyan a walk-off in the bottom of the seventh to win three to two. Here's the pitch. Runner going. It's a ball. Throw down is going to be not in time. And a nice backup as it bounced over the second base and picked up there by the Carney shortstop Grosskreitz. But a stolen base here for Mark Geiger. They count three balls and one strike to Zach Johnson. Excuse me, three and two because that was a strike. Full count. And the pitch. Down the middle is going to be pounded to right field. Back, back, Foster, back. It's over his head. That's going to score one run. And this looks like a triple for the number nine man, Zach Johnson, to extend the lead to 7-3. to three. A 3-2-2 two out triple to right field that just carried over the head of Corbin Foster, who naturally would have been playing in. A double, a triple, and two RBIs now for the number nine batter. And they will get the... Courtesy runner Jackson Slaughter in at third base. I'll tell you what, if you don't believe it, believe it now. Baseball is certainly a game of inches. I mean, we're talking about just the skin of a glove, and uh, Corbin Foster hauls that in, and maybe Carney goes back to the dugout 
uh, down just 6-3, but now they've got to deal with the top of the order, and they're down four runs. Alec Blake's dead. Bounced in the dirt, and Miller is able to scoop it out. And that makes it extra important when you've got another run just 90 feet away. So, again, the hit-by-pitch comes around to score here with two outs. 1-0 on the way, and it's inside, ball two. 2-0. Again, Carney has made quick work in the first, the third, and the fifth innings when Miller North couldn't get anybody on base, but as soon as they get somebody on base, the second, the fourth, the sixth, and the seventh, they've come around to score. 2-0 pitch, that bounced way in front of the plate, 3-0, and now somebody just got to settle Dylan Berkey down here, and Braden Miller will try to do that. And maybe work on Vermont next, 3-0. Blakestead should be taking all the way here. Top of the seventh, don't forget when we're done, all the final stats, and we'll chat with uh, Carney High baseball coach and or player in our post-game show. 3-0 pitch from Berkey. It's down the middle for strike one. Now he's got to try and do that again, although Blakestead, I'm sure, would get his bat off his shoulder this time. You wonder about the nerves a little bit for Berkey. I mean, if I'm just being honest, Berkey never was supposed to be a Carney High varsity starting pitcher. He has had to work his way up. So, you know, this is a big moment for him. Here's a ground ball right over third base. It's a fair ball. Casper just couldn't knock it down, and they're going to try for a double. Good throw. We'll peg him. They drop it. He's safe. So an RBI for Alec Blakestead, and that'll make it 8-3 to three with two two-out runs here in the seventh for Millard North. And even there, right, again, Mason Casper just a, you know, a couple inches from getting that ball, throwing him out at first. Then on the throw from left field, you're just that close to getting that out at second. So just some very small details for Carney right now. Nathan Vermas stands in, takes called strike one, the lefty. Well, we hope nothing too crazy is going on in Carney. Those sirens have been going off for quite a while here over the last half hour in Carney. So be careful during the rush hour that we have, Carney style. Uh, I know that's not yours, Omaha. Here's a line drive out into center and coming in on a well-hit ball to haul it in is Gabe Hines. It was stroked by Vermas, but he lines out to center to end the top of the seventh. But two more runs come in via two more hits. There were one Carney error, and there are two men left on, or one man left on base. So we go to the bottom of the seventh. It's Millard North 8, Carney 3 here on ESPN. Isn't it time you start treating your eyesight as the precious gift it is? Make your appointment at Optical Gallery in Kearney with one of the biggest frame selections, including names like Tom Ford, Mark Jacobs, Oakley, and Maui Jim. You will be seeing yourself in style. Open Monday through Friday with evening appointments available. Personal, professional, quality eye care. Optical Gallery. We'll help you see the difference. Make an appointment today with Dr. Mandy Johnson. Optical Gallery on 39th Street in Kearney. Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. 
You already know that at Lanny Carlson Motors, we go the extra mile for you. And now we're going for extra bases, too. If we don't have what you're looking for, our convenient car finder tool will help us put you in the right car at the right price. Our prices can't be beat for cars as new as last year's models. And we even have financing available. So come on in and see my husband Lanny, Jerry, or Brandon in North Kearney across from Menards at 6110 2nd Avenue or online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. That's Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. Proudly supporting Carney High School Baseball. We get to the bottom of the seventh inning, and it took one pitch, Chris, and Shires pops up to the infield. Four yeah, out, number that's, one. That's not the, you'd wonder if Archer would have him to have the take sign, but didn't decide to do it here, and the first pitch, unfortunately, was popped up to center field. So Corbin Foster comes in, takes ball one to make it one and one. Corbin Rich will be next. Wasting no time is Simon Gradeville. And again, Carney fouls that off, makes it one, two. And it looks like a lot of, I, of course, we've only seen two pitchers from Old North, but it seems like the kind of the philosophy there is let's go, let's go, let's go. Just put the, put the gas on the pedal and go as fast as you can on the mound. One, two pitch fouled away again, brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. Three runs in the second, two in the fourth, one in the sixth, and two in the seventh. Those are the eight runs. For Millard North, Carney got all three in the sixth. That's what got Gradeville in. Off-speed pitch is popped up again in the infield. Second and short calling for it. And the second baseman, Geiger, is over to haul it in. And that will be out number two. Two up, two down. Carney down to their final out here with the first baseman, Corbin Rich, in the bottom of the seventh inning. So just not Carney's day really at either end. They've managed only... Four hits, three hits in this baseball game. And uh, trying to find a few more here before the contest comes to an end. First pitch to Rich is called a strike, going one. You know, throwing strikes and defense, that's controllable, but I think a little bit. You got to, and I'm not saying you give full credit to Millard North, but they've certainly, Ricketts certainly threw a pretty good game, and this lefty's coming and done a pretty nice job as well. And Gradeville throws strike two, so 0 2, and Carney now down to their final out of the baseball game. Final strike. Curveball outside to the freshman Rich. He'll take it. Ball one. One ball, two strikes. Mason Casper hoping to get a chance to bat, but Carney down to their final strike. 8 3 Millard North. The 1 2 pitch, Gradeville. Still picking the outside corner and just missed again. Ball two, two and two. Good control by Gradeville, just keeping it off the outside corner of the plate. 2 2 pitch to Rich on the way. That one comes away inside and low. Ball three. So a full count to Rich. He reached on an error in the first, grounded out in the third, and lined out to right in the sixth. The 3 2 payoff pitch here to Rich. Down the middle, he'll foul it away. So when they need to throw a strike, Millard North has done the job and thrown the strikes. That's a little different than what Carney was doing throughout the day. You know, the most impressive thing to me about Corbin Rich, now he's a big kid who can really hit the ball, but he has really good plate awareness and discipline for his age. 3-2 pitch, a little high and popped up towards short. Easy play for Blakestead. Now the center fielder coming in. Blakestead puts the glove up as it floats a little farther, and he makes the catch. Three up, three down here in the bottom of the seventh. And Miller North evens their record at 8-8, eight and eight, and Carney drops to 9-5, and five, and that'll knock him out of the top 10 unless they put on a heck of a run this week and beat state-rated Creighton Prep and Papillion La Vista and Omaha South and Norfolk. They have five more games this week. The final score, Millard North 8 and Kearney 3. We've got a lot more to come on the ESPN postgame show from Memorial Field right after this.
Don't just be a fan of your team. Be a full-blown fanatic at Fanatics. Conveniently located on the bricks, Fanatics is your home for pregame, postgame, or even a food-to-go order during the seventh-inning stretch. Fanatics is your home for the games you can't get to with over 30 HD TVs and everyone's favorite bullpen. Don't forget the famous wings, burgers, pizzas, and the best food and drink specials throughout the week. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney, and online at fanaticscarney.com. Go Carney Baseball! Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding, and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney voted best of Kearney four years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. Man, Cooper, this is hard work. We should call Johnson Landscape. That's right, boys. Landscaping is hard work, and not to mention, most people just don't have the time. Don't worry, that's exactly why we're here. Johnson Landscape has been landscaping the Tri-City area for 20 years, and our professional staff knows how to do the job right and on time. As always, we offer landscaping, sprinkler systems, retaining walls, paver patios, and much more. Ooh, this landscaping's awesome. Good thing we called Johnson Landscape. Check us out on the web at johnsonlandscape.net. At Insurance Connection, we strive to make our clients feel like family. Looking for home, auto, life, or business insurance? We're here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is to help you realize your dreams by providing the protection and peace of mind to power life's journey. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene at 308-237-0914 or insconnect.net. Stop in at 2615 2nd Avenue. Proud supporters of Kearney Baseball. With our producer-engineer Cassie Sloan and Chris Langan, I'm Doug Duda back with you here at Memorial Field as we have finished up the varsity portion. The JV game always gets going in about 30 minutes, so Miller North getting ready to take on Carney and JV action again for Carney. They go to Papillion La Vista. They've changed that to a single game tomorrow at 4.30, and then they'll play a doubleheader at Creighton Prep Thursday at 2 in the afternoon, and then Saturday they will head to Norfolk, take on Norfolk and Omaha South. The next home game here on ESPN Radio will be a week from tomorrow, next Tuesday, when Bellevue East comes in. We've also got the game at Grand Island, a makeup game on the 26th. That's Friday the 26th. And then the, just two games after that, the rematch with Lincoln Southwest will be down there on the Saturday the 27th. And then they will host Twin River to wrap up the regular season here on the 30th. And then you will be into districts, and Carney will be on the road uh, unless they really put a run together. They were setting 11th of the wildcard points coming into today. And so that means uh, a road uh, for Carney probably when districts. There's still baseball to play, but they'd almost have to run the table probably, Chris, to have a chance to uh, host one of those districts. Yeah, the you know the, the amount they have to lose, I mean, the, they probably, if you look at their schedule, I mean, you're looking at, they, now maybe if they lose one more game, they'll have a chance. But especially down the road, I mean, they get to kind of a point in their schedule where they might not get as many points with some of the teams they're playing. But, yeah, if, you, if you're looking to try to host a game right now, you'd really have to zoom it and maybe you've got one, you only have one loss that you can uh, afford. But, uh, you know, the, the most important thing right now is probably just trying to avoid, uh, you know, a matchup with some of those one seeds that you potentially have to match up against if you were dropped down to the lower two seed that potentially Carney, Carney could. So... For the most part, Carney's just got to kind of stay the course. They've got to improve 
their fielding. It wasn't really horrific today, so to speak, compared to some of the other times. It just when it happens, it seems like it always happens. That's the worst possible time. And obviously throwing strikes. I mean, Jackson really, I thought, competed pretty well. But uh, just overall, when they get to some of these games where they don't have their number one, two, or three pitcher out there, that guy's got to be able to command the zone and throw some strikes and kind of, you know, you got to have the other team kind of try to hit into some outs at that point. But that's going to be the biggest thing for Carney going forward is how they fare when they have maybe their three, four, or five pitcher on the mound. Well, we'll take a look at the numbers and break it down for you, plus an interview when we return here on ESPN Radio. At Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses in Kearney, our experienced landscape designers will help you take your ideas and dreams for your property and turn them into reality. Unleash your property's full potential by letting our team professionally design, install, and maintain your residential or commercial landscapes. We can help you transform your yard and garden into the envy of the neighborhood. Visit them online at steinbrink.com or stop by and talk to the experts at 2010 30th Avenue. Steinbrink Landscaping, locally grown, locally owned, and a proud sponsor of Kearney. High baseball. Carney Baseball is brought to you in part by Biotest Plasma. How would you like to be compensated for becoming a superhero? Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Carney, is currently seeking superheroes. How do you become a superhero? By donating your life-saving plasma. Your plasma will be used to treat a variety of conditions, and when you become a plasma donor superhero, you're compensated for your time, up to $340 a month. Please visit us online at biotestplasma.com. Or stop by Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney. And welcome back to high school baseball. It's time now for our post game to continue as we bring in assistant coach uh, Peyton Pocock as Kearney High falls today by a score of eight to three to uh, Millard North. And coach, for one of the very few times this year, uh, Bearcats just never got any flow. Even the three runs in the bottom of the sixth, uh, only one hit during that stretch. Uh, just no flow today for Carney High. Uh, no, their pitcher, props to their guy. He came out and filled up the zone with his fastball, kept us off balance by showing that breaking pitch. And that's all he really had, and it kept us off balance enough till the sixth inning, I believe, is when we scored those runs. So props to their guy. We can come up with all kinds of things to talk about on Monday afternoon after the hack. It's a beautiful day, but Miller North just came out, and, and we knew this uh, before the baseball game and talked with Coach Cork over there. He goes, yeah, we are what we are, uh, but they're a Metro team that's 500 now, and they lost about four one-run games this season and took Miller West to the wire, played them twice, took them to a one-run game. Yeah, uh, we knew they're a very good team. They've been good in the few, in the past, and Looking at their schedule so far this year, I mean, they've played some pretty tough teams, and they've been very close games, so we knew they were going to be good. But uh, our guys came out flat, and they didn't respond to those early runs, and we need to fix that. And, Coach, again, we talk about Jackson Worley a little bit, and, again, basically the same thing as Millard West. He just had that one pitch get away from him in the second Mm -hmm. inning, and he kind of feel the – momentum sink a little bit but just talk about him a little bit and really at least from up here looked like you know some of the things with the off speed and maybe just curveball just maybe wasn't moving the way he had liked it to and it, it kind of got to the point where you felt like you had to get fastballs early in the count and Millard West was or Millard North was sitting on it a little bit yeah um obviously his curveball is pretty it was a little inconsistent there but I mean he only really made one mistake and the kid put it over the fence and I mean he got ground ball after ground ball and our defense was giving them giving them outs kind of like they have for most of the year, but I mean, he pitched as well as he normally does. He came out and got ground balls, getting outs, giving our defense a chance to help him out, and they really and they didn't really answer it. 
Clayton Pocock, assistant coach, Carney Baseball. When you uh, are struggling, maybe for the first mm-hmm. time like this offensively all year, how are you trying to make adjustments? What was the coaching? What was the talk in the dugout when we got to the second time and the third time through the order? Uh, I just, our energy was not great, even to start the game and even those middle innings. I mean, you can tell they came out and hit that home run, and we came out those following innings, and there was no energy, no urgency to go and make it a game until that sixth inning. We kind of got some things going, but I mean – we just got to be better at responding to getting in a deficit early. And talk a little bit, I guess we'll, I don't know if we kind of call this a positive in a sense, because it didn't exactly go perfect, but Dylan Berkey, mm-hmm. uh, he was a kid I coached actually, and he coached Little Caesars. And as you know, not mm-hmm. a whole lot of those kids eventually make it up to uh, varsity baseball mm-hmm. or Carney Runs, whatever you want to call it. Just talk a little bit about his body of work so maybe our audience can understand kind of the things he's had to go through just to get on a varsity mound. Yeah, I mean, he's about as good as teammates you're going to see. Uh, he came out and he that's his first time pitching this year. He came out and threw strikes, got those first two outs nice, just needed to focus in, get that last one. But I mean, he came in, executed for the most part. And, you know, we got two kids that played on Jersey's Little Caesars the past couple of years and Sam Engberg and Dylan Berkey. And they, Sam obviously has been starting left today and has done a very good job. And Dylan came in and threw very well on the mound today. So I had big props to those guys. Uh, before we let you go here, a couple more, uh, kind of a bright spot, and we want to find at least a couple of those. But Braden Miller, uh, the last time you guys were on the field, it hits one into the night sky in Lincoln and allows you to beat Grand Island mm-hmm. late in extra innings on a cold Friday night. Mm-hmm. And he probably had the best game of anybody today. Uh, you, you guys can look back and determine whether it was an error or a, or a sharp-lined uh, hit. Uh, mm-hmm. So he could be two for three. He officially is going for one for three, single, scored a run, threw out a couple of base runners, mm-hmm. did a great job behind the uh, behind the dish tonight for you as well yeah absolutely he's been one of more one of our more consistent players the whole year uh we knew we were gonna have to lean on him here this spring as one of those senior leaders coming in with he didn't get a whole lot of playing time last summer and it was a little different for him he came out and he's responded i mean you see what he does does in the field he's a leader and he's gonna go out there and give us everything he has trey rodriguez didn't play today after getting Mm -hmm. plunked friday it sounds like that's not a long-term deal but is it one of those where we check tomorrow or we're pretty sure he can go tomorrow, maybe Thursday? What's the status for training? Uh, yeah, he's went and saw a trainer today, so obviously sat him out. And I think he's got a pretty bad stinger. So I think tomorrow's still up in the air as of now. But we're going to be cautious with it. We don't want to make it worse than it is. Busy rest of the week for you guys mm-hmm. on the road, on the road, on mm-hmm. the road. Uh, uh, the kids uh, missed it because of blizzards, and now they're going <laughs> to miss it because of baseball, which I know they want to do a little bit of. Mm-hmm. But uh, this pretty big stretch for you guys. Uh, no lack of games this week. Uh, no, we got uh, going to Papio tomorrow, and then we got a double with Creighton Prep on Thursday, and then Norfolk and Omaha South on Saturday. So our pitchers got to come out and be ready to go. All right, five and zero, buddy. Yep, that's the plan. <laughs> Peyton, thanks for uh, giving us some time as always, and uh, good luck tomorrow. Yep, thank you. Appreciate it. You bet. Peyton Pocock joining us here at Kearney High, assistant baseball coach. We'll be back with the final numbers as Millard North wins it 8-3 to three, right after this on ESPN Radio. The Bike Shed in Kearney proudly supports Kearney High Baseball. Our staff has many years of experience and is ready to help you with all your cycling and fitness needs. We carry a full line of bikes, fitness equipment, parts and accessories, and provide service and repair. We assist professional to casual bike riders with bike parts knowledge, support, labor, and custom bike setups. If you'd like to talk to our specialists, call us at 308-234-BIKE or stop in at 1800 North 2nd Avenue. Get fit with help from the Bike Shed in Kearney online at headtotheshed.com. 
The Platte River Preps Athlete of the Month is brought to you by BNB Carpet in Donovan. Be sure to log on to PlatteRiverPreps.com and nominate your favorite athlete for Athlete of the Month. One boy and one girl winner will be listed on PlatteRiverPreps.com. Brought to you by BNB Carpet. We're already in the middle of April, so get those spring nominations out. Last month, Baylor Shireman, Aurora, Lexi Burton of Hastings, St. Cecilia were our winners. Go to PlatteRiverPreps.com. Here are the final numbers of the ball game for Carney High. We only saw three hits. Lane Shires. Corbin Foster and Braden Miller had those three. Carney with three runs on three hits. There were four Millard North errors, and Carney left six men on base. Millard North did give Carney opportunities, but not till late in the ball game because when you go to the uh, pitching here, uh, Jack Ricketts walked three, and those were late in the ball game. In fact, one of the reasons that they went and took him out was a couple of walks in the sixth. He went five and a third, gave up all three runs in the sixth, were credited to him. Three hits, three walks, four strikeouts, hit a couple of batters, but he was so clean the first time through the lineup, and a couple of double plays helped out that defense. Simon Gradeville finishes it out with the final inning in two-thirds. He was clean, no hits, uh, no walks, no strikeouts in the game. Yeah, and you know, Ricketts, the thing there, I think, is he just had some leverage towards the end of the game where he didn't have to be perfect. Now, of of course, I think we still can certainly call that questionable when he threw that ball home, but I guess what I'm getting at here is he can throw those fastballs, and then you can bring in a fresh left-handed arm like they did, and now all of a sudden you've got maybe one of your best two or three relievers in the game with a fresh arm, and it's a a little bit easier to close out the game, per se. But yeah, for the the, the big story here was Ricketts. In the first five innings, Carney just, for the most part, they just really struggled with that fastball, a little bit with that curveball, but he was just able to locate that fastball. And when Carney, they did get some good swings off him, but he located that fastball good enough that most of those swings, uh, they, they were balls that were in the ground. Now for Millard North today, Alec Blakestead ended up going three for four with a sacrifice bunny. He had three singles, a couple of stolen bases, uh, also scored a run of the baseball game, so he had three of the hits. Then you had uh, Nathan Vermoss. He walked twice, ended up going one for three in the ball game. Elsewhere today, you know, for those that uh, were able to reach base with the hit, Matt Getzman had one hit in the second inning. I uh, ended up being one for four. Then you go down to Ben Weber. He was two for three or two for four. He reached on a fielder's choice, but he had the three-run home run in the ball game and then singled in the seventh inning of play. You had Mark Geiger. He was great in the uh, field and had one hit. He also walked and was hit by a pitch, so he's actually one for two in the ball game. And then Zach Johnson, two for four, a double, an RBI, and a run scored in the fourth, a triple, an RBI, and a run scored in the seventh. So Zach Johnson and Alex Blakestead had five of the hits today in the baseball game for Millard North. Eight runs, ten hits. Carney had three errors. Millard North left nine men on base. Uh, unofficially for Carney High, Jackson Worley went four innings, gave up five runs on six hits, walked three, struck out three, hit one batter, Seth Stroh, an inning and a third, one hit, one run, walked two, struck out two. Nolan Etherton, two-thirds of an inning, no runs, no hits, no walks, no strikeouts. And Dylan Berkey then pitched the seventh, a one inning, gave up two runs on two hits, no walks, and no strikeouts. Millard North now 8-8 eight and eight on the year. They will have their final scheduled home game of the regular season tomorrow against Bellevue West. Carney now 9-5, and five, and as you heard us say, and Coach Pocock say they play at Papillion La Vista tomorrow at 4.30, a doubleheader at Omaha Creighton Prep Thursday at 2, then off to Norfolk to play Omaha South, who hasn't won a game yet, and Norfolk, who ended the day at 5-7. and seven. Our high school baseball coverage brought to you in part by Biotest Plasma Center. Be a super superhero. Save lives. Get compensated. And by Great Western Bank. Making life great. And Fanatic Sports Bar and Grill, where everybody wins. Final thoughts, Chris. Uh, this is kind of a turning point uh, for Carney. This was 
probably the bottom performance that they've seen. And again, got to give a lot of credit to the pitching performance of Jack Ricketts. But early on, Coach Archer said it, we're not sure how good we are because we haven't played teams that are in the top 10. Then they held their own against Grand Island and Hastings in the Tri-Cities. Then they go drop a game against Lincoln Northstar. They go 2-1 and one in the hack with a one-run loss. That's very respectable. Now they've got some pretty good teams in Papillion La Vista and Creighton Prep uh, in their next three contests. Yeah, you know, I think it's something you don't want to give too much weight to just because when you look at their schedule and the way they've played, they're, they're the only other time I believe they've lost by uh, more than two or three runs was against Motor West, who obviously is ranked number one. So I, I think, you know, I, you, you can put the amount of weight you want on it, but the biggest thing for them going forward is they just can't let this rattle off to, you know, and go against Papillion, La Vista, and Creighton Prep this week and lose three of those four games because then you're now all of a sudden you're in collapse mode. You're in that uh, you're just trying to fight for a two seed kind of at that point. So for, the biggest thing I think for Carney is kind of realizing what you did. You did wrong a little bit. You know, the pitching's got to get get just a little bit better when you don't have gross guys or some of those guys out there. And the, the fielding really, it's just timely fielding. I mean, we talk about timely hitting runners in scoring position. Well, it, it's almost, you know, it's the exact opposite too with fielding when you're making those errors. Are they with runners or scoring position or is it with one out in a game you're up five to two? I mean, so, uh, the, the biggest thing from Carney is just, you know, staying the course, not getting too too excited over this one particular game. Look at your overall resume and go into Omaha this weekend and, you know, at least try to take two of those four if you can't and if you can and maybe get three or four. All right. We'll be back with you next Tuesday when Carney High welcomes in Bellevue East. Thanks so much for making ESPN Radio your home for Carney High baseball. For our producer engineer, Cassie Sloan, and for Chris Lyon, I'm Doug Duda from Memorial Field where the varsity game goes to Millard North. Eight to three. Have a good night, and don't forget the NBA playoffs tonight. Have the Warriors against the Clippers at 9:30 here on ESPN Radio. Hastings College Baseball playing right now on 12:30 a.m. at KHAS. They dropped the first game to Dakota Wesleyan, three to two in the bottom of the seventh, and uh, now they are playing in uh, the second game of the doubleheader. And Dakota Wesleyan has just taken a 5-4 lead as they go to the bottom of the fifth inning. Loper softball scheduled to be home on Wednesday. Nebraska baseball.